genre. It's Franchiseography, the podcast that digs deep into the entire filmographies of Hollywood's biggest film franchises. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. Today we are continuing our mini-series on the Rocky franchise with the sequel that attempted to recapture the underdog magic of a Best Picture winner, 1979's Rocky II. And we have a guest joining us to talk about reneging on promises, zoos in the winter, and the rematch of the century is my wife, Bethany Corelli. Hello. <laughs> my wife. You, you have to say my wife. My yeah. wife. Yeah. It's customary. <laughs> That's the only way. <laughs> yeah. So this is the first time I think you've been on a dueling genre podcast, I think. Well, no, you is were Spider-Man on... Minute not a... Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That was just so long ago. That was like a different era. The movies by Minute era. Yeah. yeah. What what uh, what minute did you do? Can you remember? Yeah. Um, it was... Was it Spider-Man 2? Yeah, it was 2. Um, it was when... Uh, oh, yeah. Because like Topher Grace was being really... Oh, it then Spider-Man it was 3. 3 yeah. it was 3. Okay. He was being really creepy um, to Mary Jane, like asking her out in like a really like forceful way. And she was like kind of scared, so she like went along with it. The Gwen, with the Gwen, the Gwen Stacy was it Gwen Stacy? It wasn't Mary Jane. Right? Oh, it wasn't. No, no, it was Gwen Stacy. Oh my god, I'm yeah. such a fake fan right now. Well, they're such, <laughs> they're such like well developed, you know, three dimensional <laughs> characters in those movies, right? <laughs> I just I just remember the energy of that scene. I don't necessarily remember who it was. <laughs> yeah, that's I remember it was, it was Topher Grace, and he was being really creepy. Yeah, it's further confused by the fact that the redhead is a blonde and the blonde is a redhead. So you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. Uh, but we're not here to talk about Spider Man Three. We're here to talk about Rocky Two, um, the sequel to Rocky, in an era when sequels were never as successful as the original film um you know this was like this was like post uh planet of the apes where it was like each one each sequel was like hat made half of what the previous one made um right and and then the budget also went down with each one as well this was before um, empire strikes back yes Right. Um, but not before Godfather Part Two. Was that kind of like the major exception at the time? No, no, because it made a lot less. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, God, Godfather made like five hundred million dollars, and Godfather Part Two made like eighty million dollars. Like it was like a what? huge drop off. That's so crazy. Because you, you know, yeah. you, you, you remember the Oscar thing where it's like, holy what? shit, it won Best Picture. You know, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, 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 no. It made a lot less. Um, so before we start getting into the background of, of Rocky two, uh, Bethany, do you want to tell everyone about the first time that you watched the Rocky movies and what your thoughts on Rocky two are in particular? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, so, um, growing up, the Rocky movies were always something that like all the men in my family watched 
Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, obviously I don't, that's not for me. Uh, that's a man's movie. <laughs> it's like, uh, like when he did the Expendables, right? Yeah. But it's like, yeah, the Expendables, but like in the nineties or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. What sure. Um, and then when Scott and I started dating, uh, like a long time ago, <laughs> he was like, oh, you've never seen the Rocky movies. And I was like, no. And he would do the thing where when he found out that I didn't, that I hadn't seen a movie, we would watch it like right then. Mm-hmm. And so we watched the Rocky movies and um I think we watched them over like one long weekend that you were staying with me. Yeah. 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 It was like we were like, all right, just play the next one. Yeah. <laughs> um and they were really good, obviously. And I was just like, Oh my god, like these movies are so much fun. And uh Rocky two is kind of special because um I'm like I'm an animal lover and I I've always very much enjoyed going to zoos and everything. <laughs> so when when Rocky proposes to Adrian, it was like he brings her to the zoo and I'm just watching it and being like, "Oh my god, that is the cutest thing ever." And I'm not saying this out loud, but I was like, "That's perfect." And I was like deep down hoping like, "Oh my god, if Scott and I get married, that is how I want him to propose to me. And I didn't say it out loud, but I was like, deep down, I was like, that is what I want. <laughs> like, exactly how he did it. And then, so for our 10-year anniversary, um, Scott was like, oh, uh, I uh, I got us tickets to the LA Zoo. <laughs> and I was like, what? That's awesome. But deep down, I was like, oh, my God. If he doesn't propose to me at the LA Zoo on our 10-year anniversary, like, I don't know. I don't know what I would do. Uh-huh. But he he brought me to the uh the tiger enclosure and uh there was just there's so many kids running around mm-hmm. and it was like really just it was too crowded. Yeah. And uh so we went to this like little clearing in the back of the zoo, like where the bus pulls up, like there's no one there and there's like this little deer that was just chilling, just sleeping yeah. and uh Scott was like so, uh, <laughs> well, he's like ten years, huh? I was like, yeah, ten years. He's like, so, uh, what are you? What do you think about spending the next forty or fifty years with me? And I turn around, and he's on one knee, and uh, yeah, it was it was the perfect proposal, and I never had to say it out loud. But that's he just knew that that's <laughs> what he wanted to do. So that's that's my connection with this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's, uh, yeah. So this one's like, uh, kind of this, this one in particular, Rocky two is like kind of an important one, yeah. uh, for Bethany and I, and, um, you know, I think that it is attempting to recapture the magic of the first one. Um, it's cause like the first two movies are the longest Rocky movies. Um, all of the sequels get shorter. Um, and uh so like this one is very much like trying to to recreate um that original underdog story and like the love story um between between Rocky and Adrian uh to the point where like the the like yo Adrian I did it line right that that this movie sort of ends on is i think misquoted a lot as being from the first film um mm-hmm. 
You know, like because it's sure. it's that sort of like Luke, I am your father thing, yeah. right? Of like everyone yeah. misquotes the line, or mm. yeah, I'm the Godfather um, now, right? I'm the God- <laughs> Look at me, I'm the Godfather now. <laughs> and then they shut the door, and that's the end of the Godfather. Forget about it, Kay. I'm the Godfather. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Um, so uh, you know, I just this one. This was like the last time that I think that the slice of life aspect of the Rocky movies sort of took um, center stage. I think after this, they sort of switch gears and they really do become like a boxing franchise primarily, you know. Um, but yeah, I uh, I really like this one. It's got a lot of like goofy Rocky stuff, like just this lovable lunk <laughs> Rocky, like getting into ridiculous situations you know as we'll as we'll talk about in the rock in the in the rundown um i love all of that and then yeah the proposal means a lot and i mean this franchise means a lot i think for for our relationship um nick knew that and Mm -hmm. he he quoted rocky in his uh best man speech um at my at my wedding Um, uh well technically Cass was the best man i was the yeah well yeah but you were also, yeah, you had a best man speech, just like Cass had a best man speech. Um, Nick was the efficient for yes. those who were wondering at home. Right. I was. He married I was, us off. I was the priest at the church in Rocky too. That's who yeah. I would be. Yes. Yeah. Oh, my God. Breakout character of the movie is the <laughs> Italian priest. It is a yeah. huge Polaroid camera. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think, um, you know, I was thinking watching this one about how when I was like in high school, uh, around the time that I like watched Rocky one for the first time, uh, you know, at back at the library, as, as I mentioned last week, I think I was one of those hipsters that was like, man, they should have just stopped at one, like one so real. And like, they just get, you know, um, but thinking now like watching it, I think like we collectively have gotten so much out of the Rocky sequels, you yeah. know? Like there's so many great moments. Like, you know, there was that, that, you know, really great, that story that you guys just shared. And I appreciate you sharing with that, sharing that on the podcast, but like, yeah. And like you hear all these stories about like people getting inspired by these, these sequels and like the big, you know, watching it with their families, every Thanksgiving and whatnot. And I think like the sum total of that is like worth losing like the perfection of like just having like that one Rocky movie. Um, and I yeah, I agree with this guy. I think this is like a transition movie. I think like this movie helps you get to the bombacity of Rocky three and four mm-hmm. without it being like, whoa, like what is this is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's it 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 adds a lot of um a lot of the the franchise's sort of tropes um that it would come to have all sort of originate, I think, in this movie. Um you know, the fact that, like, this is a rematch story and every Rocky movie going forward is sort of a rematch story in a lot of ways. Um, the fact that there is a medical emergency uh, in this movie, every Rocky movie after this, somebody has a medical emergency of some sort. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it, 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 and that even that even escalates toward the Creed movies, which also right. have a medical issue in each movie. So. They really perfect. Um, can't wait formula. to find out what the medical problem in the third one will be. <laughs> Rocky's sick again, but it's off screen this time. Right. <laughs> can't go see him. 
Just know he's there and he's sick. He's in a coma. Adonis's entire body is covered in uranium. None of us can get within 60 feet of Rocky. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I do have a theory though, that, that, um, that, uh, I, I've, I have a weird theory that Rocky is going to be dead in Creed three. Sure. Um, and, and that like, that's what Sylvester Stallone's so pissed about. Um, mm. Is that like you killed my character off screen, like you bastards? You know, uh, but we'll we'll see. I guess next year when we when we finally get to see the movie. Right. But um, is is he not like an executive producer of those movies? Uh, not of not of uh, Creed three. No, they shut him out of Creed three. Oh, yeah. Um, the producers did. Okay. Yeah. Um, Allegedly, Irvin Irvin Winkler had like a heavy. Yeah. Hand yeah. <laughs> Allegedly, Irvin Winkler. Um, so, okay, so the story of Rocky II actually begins right after Rocky, um, and no, I'm not talking about the movie itself, which also (laughs) takes place right (laughs) after Rocky, but, um, after the success of Rocky, Sylvester Stallone, who did a lot of work working on Rocky, like a lot of creative stuff, he sort of, you know, like we talked about, he choreographed the boxing match, um, and, and did all these things, um, and was like working tirelessly, uh, getting Rocky made. Um, this, despite the fact that like he only made seventy five thousand dollars on that movie total, um, you know, I'm sure he made like residuals and things like that with it being a huge success. But like going into the movie, he was paid seventy five thousand total for the script and for starring in the movie. Um, that's why it had to be a non union production. <laughs> um, but. Uh, Coming off of this, one of the things that he really wanted to do was direct. And so based off of that success, he directed a film uh, called Paradise Alley, which came out in 78. So um, like two years later. And this is a movie set in the 40s. And it is um, a wrestling movie uh, set in the 40s. So old timey wrestlers. And uh, it is about three Italian brothers, and they have this one lunkhead brother whose job is to, like, bring big blocks of ice to all of his neighbors. Um, And they're like, hey, if we put our big lunk of a brother into wrestling, he'll probably kick a lot of ass and we can get rich and get out of Hell's Kitchen. And, of course, Sylvester Stallone is playing that big lunk brother named Vincent, and uh, they go through it, and I guess these three brothers sort of become... A team like one is sort of like a marketing genius and the other one is like the trainer and they sort of build their brother up um, and then uh, get estranged and then come back together. And that's the story of it. And it's very Rocky adjacent. Um, he, like, uh, he, sev- he he sings yeah. the end credits. This oh, wow. Okay. Uh, if <laughs> yeah. You, if you want to treat listeners, go on YouTube, search Sylvester Stallone, Too Close to Paradise. Okay. Um, well, his brother's a singer, so why not? Um, well, yeah, is, is his brother played by his his brother? No. Oh. No, by two other actors. Does he play another um, homeless guy that sings out out in the streets? I hope so. Okay. <laughs> this time he's like a, a full-blown hobo, though, because it's the 40s. Oh, right, mm. yeah. Uh, listeners, I just want to provide a bit of context, just in case. Uh, there are currently two... It's kind of I'm watching like an Austin Powers sketch. I'm seeing like two cats just like zip back and forth across the screen. Yeah. Our, our cat Gelato is um he can't handle 
us both being in the here right now. Yeah. And it's it's unprecedented. And so they're just like, I what is happening? Yeah. Um <laughs> so if you hear any <laughs> random uh uh cat cries um that's what's going on or if we have to stop because um the shelves are falling down (laughs) right because he's just wrecking house in here yeah um so uh uh so he directed this movie um but had a miserable time uh directing the movie because the studio you know he tried to make Rocky and he tried to like have a lot of he wrote a lot of scenes of like the brothers and and slice of life stuff just like in Rocky and um, ultimately, the studio made him cut all of that and just make it focused on the wrestling and kind of like barely anything else. And uh, he said that they cut a total of 40 scenes from the movie. Wow. <clears throat> 40 scenes um, that they just they were like, no, it just needs to get going. And then, you know, it came out. Uh, the critics panned it. Um, it was a flop. Com- total commercial failure. And. Uh, when they, uh, when, when United Artists was like, Hey, we want Rocky two make Rocky two. Um, the producers, uh, wanted to make a little movie called raging bull, which, um, the studio United Artists had no interest in because they were like, no, we have Rocky. We don't need two boxing movies. Um, and so they're like, no, we're not going to make raging bull. And they're like, well, if you want Rocky two, you're going to let us make raging bull. So they, Got Raging Bull greenlit because they agreed to do Rocky Two, um, and uh, Sylvester Stallone writes that movie. Uh, it is called Rocky Two Redemption, um, originally, and uh, the plan was to have um, John Avadelson uh, rejoin the production and, and direct Rocky Two. However, um, they wanted. Rocky II, like, ASAP, as soon as possible. And he was already in prep on a movie called Saturday Night Fever. And so he wasn't going to be able to come back to do Rocky II um, for, like, another couple years. And they're like, we can't wait a couple of years to do Rocky II. We got to do Rocky II now. Strike while the iron's hot. And uh, so they start going out to other directors. And Stallone and the producers were both like, why not just let Stallone direct? Why not just let me direct, you know? Um, and they're like, you directed a movie and it was a huge flop. It was a huge commercial failure. And Stallone like tried to explain like, hey, like I, it's not the movie. That's not the movie that I wanted. Like I, I can show you a cut of the movie that I wanted to show everybody. And like that'll prove that I'm I'm a competent enough director. Um, it's just the studio wanted a shorter movie and, and they just they, they didn't want the movie that I was going to make. They wanted a like just like some simple commercial film um, and not another like best picture contender. So, um, you know, they just weren't having it, but the producers were like, look, here's the real situation on the first Rocky. That movie would not be what it is without Stallone because he did all of this and they would just basically like walk them down, walk them through production of Rocky about all the things they didn't know was going on with Sylvester Stallone you know, not directing Rocky, but putting in a lot of that work that would later lead to him becoming a director um, and why they're like, he can handle this and he can do this. Um, and uh, and unlike uh, Paradise Alley, Paradise Alley was an original picture. This isn't like this is coming in with the baseline of a bunch of people wanting a second Rocky. He can do this. So they eventually agree um, to let him direct 
uh, and his manager was like, great. <laughs> we want uh, $1 million and 5% of the gross. And United Artists is like, oh, no, 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 no. We're not jumping from $75,000 to $1 million. That's ridiculous. And it's so funny listening to the the United Artists uh, studio heads talk about this because they're like, it's ridiculous. Jumping from $75,000 to $1 million is insane. But it's also like, but you were severely underpaying him for Rocky. <laughs> sure. You yeah, know, that wasn't a, that wasn't uh, a regular situation. Yeah, like like this is what he deserves to be making, considering how much of a hit that first Rocky mo- movie was. Right, like it's almost compensatory. Like, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, and so, uh, what happens is they go into negotiations for months and months and months, and they are like offering him still like in the thousands range, hundreds of thousands, not never reaching a million dollars. But at the same time, the heads of United Artists were low-key, ready to leave United Artists to start their own company, a company called Orion Pictures. Um, Eventually, they bailed, started Orion Pictures, and the entire head of United Artists changed over. And they took a look at the deal, and they're like, yeah, of course. Like, why wouldn't we? We should pay you more than this. And they ended up paying a million and a half plus 5% of the gross um, because they didn't have the baggage of knowing what he was paid on the first film. They were just like, that first film was a huge hit. Obviously, you deserve to be paid more for this mm-hmm. one. So, yeah. And they, they like, made the deal. Um, but, yeah, those other guys, like, they talk about it. And they're just like, yeah, we're glad we left Orion because that was a stupid deal. Um, he got paid way too much. Like, they're, like, still, <laughs> like, no. They shouldn't, they shouldn't have paid him that much. That's ridiculous. Um, which is just insane. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um uh, and just like totally like cold and lifeless behind the eyes when they're saying it, just just miserable humans. Right. And everything that we know about Orion Pictures is they severely underpaid everybody that ever worked for them. So, um, you know, really great business practices overall. Um, but in any event, it worked out for Stallone. Uh, Rocky Two gets greenlit. He's gonna get to direct it. Um, but right before, not right before, but, uh, you know, during pre-production, as he's like in his training for Rocky II, he pushes a little too hard and ends up uh, ripping one of his pectoral muscles um, off his body. Um, what? Y- yeah. Uh, his right <laughs> pectoral muscle um, it gets lifted out- off of his body and he has to have emergency surgery um, and get that figured out. But one of the um, so, the one of one of the side effects of this is that he had to write into the script that Rocky could no longer be a southpaw because he could not he could not fight with that side of his body anymore. Um, and it's also the reason why Stallone talks about this in the future when he's like, "Yeah, when I get really ripped and you see all those like veins, that's my injury um, on that side of my body." Uh, is like all of those veins are like trying to figure out like where to go because my my pec muscle isn't in the spot that it's supposed to be. Jesus. Yeah. That's. I just didn't. I didn't even think that that was an injury that was possible. Yeah. 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 Oh, that's that's so um, that that's crazy on another on a number of levels because you know that the southpaw switch in the movie it feels so organic. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it right it it seems like oh yeah like that's a good idea Mick. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But then but then what's funny is like the reason that in the end 
when they get to the final round when he's supposed to switch back to the to southpaw to like throw him, mm-hmm. he's like, "No, I'm not switching. I'm going to do it without switching." Like it, it feels like, oh wow, like look at look at how much dignity yeah. and like you know whatever. Like he's he's like, no, I'm going to play fair, no no tricks, you know. And it's like, yeah, no, it's just because you literally couldn't even film one round, you know, punching with the other hand, um, because of that injury. And like with the vein, the the veins of it all. Um, yeah, Bethany. Uh, last week on the first episode, Scott and I kind of started talking about we started making like a one to one comparison between. Um, Rocky the boxer and Stallone the celebrity yeah mm. and like all the kind of points of comparison that there are in like each of these dudes lives and yeah. like a lot of Rocky 2 is about how Adrian and Rocky are both like hey like this job that he has takes a physical toll on his body and mm-hmm. like you know at, at one point Rocky's like I kind of want a job where I sit down <laughs> Yeah, and, like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like yeah, like you know these act- actors that like are more dramatic or don't do like such physical physical roles, they don't have to worry about like ripping like a muscle off yeah. their body in order to like make right. their movie. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I felt I I was like sensing that too with like the the sudden fame that Rocky gets, mm-hmm. and it's like, hey, you have to make all of these financial decisions, and you have money now, so what are you gonna do with it? And being famous and all that i was like ah i see what they're doing here yeah it's writing from the heart absolutely yeah Um, and i think that's another reason why the this series i think has a lot of creative merit is like the stallone of it all like this doesn't get thrown to like a totally new like yeah he writes and directs i think every or almost every installment going forward right yeah he 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 writes he writes and he writes all of them um, and even does passes on the Creed movies. Um, but I think specifically the Rocky scenes, I'm sure you'll know all of the details of that when we get to those movies. But, um, there's open. He, the only one he doesn't direct is Rocky five because John A- A- Avildsen comes back, um, to direct Rocky five and, uh, to sort of recapture that magic of the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, did he also direct Next so, Karate Kid? I don't know why I just threw that question at you. I'm not expecting you to know that. I have no idea. I, I doubt it. I, I severely doubt that he directed that one. He directed all three because he regrets not directing all the Rocky movies. And so when they started making Karate Kid sequels, he's like, I'm not leaving this time. I'm going to direct all the Karate Kids. Good. <laughs> that would um, be an interesting franchise to do. I've never seen any of the sequels. Oh, really? Nope. Um, they're interesting. For the hell of dumb. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, so Talia Shire uh, was um, I, I don't know if she was if she was on a movie or if she was on a show at this point, but she was very busy uh, at this point and it was hard for them to get her. Um, but they ended up finding a slot at the very, very end of the production schedule um, to shoot all of Talia Shire's scenes like in a row, essentially. And uh, and so that's how they scheduled it. And it's the reason why Talia Shire, um, why Adrian isn't at the fight is because they mm. had to shoot the fight prior because, you know, that's going to be the longest stint of the shoot because of like all the camera setups and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she 
couldn't be there because of the schedule. And so they wrote it in that like they have a kid and like she has to stay home with the kid. And then they just shot all of her scenes watching it on TV. Um, but Sylvester Stallone is like, yeah, but like that's how we got, you know, yo, yo, Adrian. I did it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's like, which is he's like to this day, one of my favorite lines I've ever written. And yeah. that's only because of a scheduling conflict. It's the only reason it exists. Um, so pretty cool. Um, but, uh, but yeah, all of that stuff was shot, um, in a row. And if you watch those scenes, you'll notice that a lot of them are done in oneers because they just had to like spit them out. Um, cause they had her for like two weeks or something like that. Like it was a very, very short stint that they had her for. Um, and so they're like, we can't have like a lot of camera angles. We need to like get in and get out. Wow. Yeah. Like I think her, her, her big scene in the pet shop with Polly is like a oneer. Most of her shots are oneers. Almost wow. all of them are master shots. Um, with like, you know, they'll, they, 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 I think they probably shot like coverage in terms of like, like at the pet shop. It's like, oh, let's, let's make sure we shoot these like kittens or like these fish in the fish tank so that if we need to splice together two, two takes, like we have mm-hmm. something to cut to, um, you know, Kevin Smith and Clerk style. Mm-hmm. Um, the pu- let's the give puppy. Dante a dog so we have something to cut to, you know. <laughs> um, but they yeah, have, they like could have cut to of... the puppies watching the fight, the argument. Right, totally. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, most of it is done in done in oneers, and that's that's the, exactly the reason why. Wow. Um, so yeah, and then the movie had a seven million dollar budget, uh, much higher than the first film. Um, and ended up making $200 million at the box office, number two of the year, 1979, right behind Kramer versus Kramer, which was number one in 1979. Um, Rocky II was above, was above both Star Trek The Motion Picture, um, which we'll be talking about uh, next miniseries, um, and uh, Alien, which was right below Star Trek The Motion Picture, presumably wow. because it was rated R. Um, mm-hmm. It probably would have done better if it hadn't been rated R, but then it wouldn't be Alien, would it? Uh, so, so yeah. Um, what do you? Yeah, big hit, big yeah. hit. Two hundred million dollars in nineteen seventy nine. Nothing to sneeze at, and he got five percent of that gross. That's crazy. Yeah, it's a lot of marble statues of himself. Yep. <laughs> yep. My favorite. I think my favorite picture of of Sylvester Stallone is. When um, Rocky wins the Oscar and he's like being interviewed, and he like takes the giant, the giant, oh, like, there's yeah. like a giant Oscar <laughs> behind him and he like just takes it. What? He, yeah. Cause he's just like, yeah, we're the best picture, right? No, nobody needs this. And he just like walks off. <laughs> <with it. laughs> That's really good. Yeah. It's like winning the big check. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, they should do that at the Oscars. Like if you win best picture, you get the big one. Yeah. Like the Stanley Cup. Yeah. Bring, yeah. bring it out. Like, yeah, they should have it, like, in it. the background, like, the whole show. Yeah. Like, behind, yeah. like, a glass case. <laughs> and then, like, when they when they present it, the glass case rises, and there's, like, fireworks and stuff. Oh, yeah. 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 They play, like, they play, like Alan yeah. Parsons Project. Yeah. 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 That would have made, uh, that made uh, the, the Moonlight uh, <laughs> year even more awkward. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, wait, bring it back. Drag it back out. <laughs> Bring it, yeah. <laughs> Hold on. Put the glass case back down. We have more fireworks. <laughs> it just lowers back down to yeah. the stage. <laughs> yeah. Very Jenkins. Some poor PAs who have to run out and just throw confetti because they don't have any more fireworks. <laughs> God, they've been doing it wrong this whole time. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. Anyway. Hard reboot of the Oscars next year. Yeah. yeah. 
Make it more uh, cringe and embarrassing. I think people would watch it more. Yeah. I want to watch Alejandro Gonzalez and Yuri too have to like drag a like twelve foot Oscar off the stage. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, strap it to his back and <laughs> have to like. And they don't they don't give you uh, straps or anything. Everyone up for Best Picture has to bring their own equipment should yeah. they win. Yes. Yeah. The way they decide best picture is they 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 bring up all the producers of all the best picture movies and they're like whoever can bench press this giant Oscar <laughs> wins. There's <laughs> <laughs> like a moat. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a squid game. Oh yeah. man. See, we don't need a host constantly tearing down all the celebrities that are there. We just make them do embarrassing things on stage. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We do it make the, have them do it to them themselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> put all the put all the best actor uh nominees in like a triathlon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> God, who would who would win then? Who would win by that crazy I guess Tom Cruise would have like five Oscars, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, would win he like would he, he would win like Best Picture every year. Yeah, <laughs> he'd be like, "Yeah, so I'm gonna I'm not acting anymore. I'm just producing a lot, and like every movie he makes wins because of that." And and now they they film their montage of them training to carry the Oscar. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's like that's those are the Rocky music. That's the yeah. that's the new in memoriam is just like <laughs> everyone's training montages. <laughs> yeah. And like There's, even like the best actresses too, like they're all jacked. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah, it's like roller derby. Yeah, yeah. You see, yeah. um, you see Emily Blunt just like deadlifting. Like yeah, 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 yeah. Brie Brie Larson doing one handed push ups. Yeah, yeah. Oh wait, absolutely. never mind. I I think Brie Larson would would could beat Tom Cruise. She like climbed like a mountain once. Like yeah, she's. She she's looking more and more like Sylvester Stallone in Rocky Three, um, you know, just <laughs> yeah, like absolutely ridiculously cut to like mm-hmm. a degree that you're like, I don't even know if that's healthy. Yeah. Like that's so you're so cut. <laughs> yeah, like okay. She even training for anything or for a specific? Well, she role? was training for for Captain Marvel too. Oh, yeah, but. But then, yeah, like I want, I think she should do like a boxing movie because in Captain Marvel, yeah. she's wearing that super like Power Ranger armor, and yeah. you can't tell that she's like jacked to shit. Right. We need. Let's like, reboot Million Dollar Baby. That's what I was gonna <laughs> say. Million Dollar Baby too. Yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> Another Million Dollar Baby. Yeah. <laughs> two million dollar baby. Yes. Or 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 have uh have have uh them write another Rocky movie, but like it's like a, a like it's like next karate kid style. Yeah. Oh where it's a girl? Yeah. Oh my god, can you imagine the fan base? Oh it would be it would be awesome. She'd be a great <laughs> Stallone uh, would be in it though. She'd be, be training her. She'd be a great Rocky villain. Mm. Yeah. That's true. I think she's like co ed boxing. That's what Creed Four is about. Uh, well, <laughs> Rocky 2 begins where Rocky 1 ends. We just get the whole ending yeah. of Rocky 1 again. Um, I don't know if you know this. The, there, there's that Smashing Pumpkin song, The End is the Beginning is the End. Uh, oh, of course. And there's there's also the remix, The Beginning yeah. is the End is the Beginning. It's about yeah. Rocky 2. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I was... Despite being on Batman and Ro- the Batman and Robin soundtrack, it's actually yeah. about Rocky 2. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just asking Scott because we, we recently watched Evil Dead and I was like, did movies in the 70s, they're just like previously on. Yeah, all the sequels did this. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. Yeah, that's what happened. Imagine if imagine if Empire Strikes Back just started with the Death Star <laughs> trench run again. Yeah. And then 
And then like the like Luke, like the X Wing coming back down. He has to go to like the med bay to get like checked up on. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Oh, that's badass. <laughs> oh. Um Bethany, what did you think of seeing the just seeing the first five minutes of Rocky again? Did you find it repetitive or like did it get you in, back in the Rocky spirit? Well, at first I was like, oh, okay, they're doing previously on. And then they're like, they're going back all the way back to the part where he's like, cut my eye. And I'm like, Jesus, we're going to watch like the last like 15 minutes. Yeah. And I think they must have like cut it down though, because it, it, it didn't feel as long as the ending of Rocky. It, it felt like the last half of the fight, because the, 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 the fight in Rocky is like kind of short, like shorter than you remember it being mm-hmm. um, in that first Rocky. Uh, and it really did feel like it was about like half of it because I think that cut my you know cut me I think that happens kind of halfway through the fight if I remember correctly. You yeah. know what? What's interesting, and I I had forgotten about this watching it this morning. Uh, I'm glad that they show the cut me Mick moment as if it's not like the most iconic part of that movie. But mm-hmm. um, the eye, Rocky's eye, is a big plot point. In yeah. His- his training and it's it was I, I forgot that the cutting actually has like ramifications going forward. Well, and yeah. I even said that when when we were watching it because we were noting at how long this recap is, and I'm like, gosh, it's so long, it's making me think that this is going to be relevant to the story somehow. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's specifically about his eye. Yeah, mm-hmm. but no, I um, and and looking back on it too, like seeing how the movie progresses, you're like, oh, start off with some some cool action, you mm. know, that's like a good good thing to do because there's a lot of like slice of life stuff, but uh. Just seeing the ending again with Adrian, where he's just like screaming for her, and everyone's shoving like microphones, microphones in his face. Yeah. It's just so emotional, and you're just like, "God, this movie is so good." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and you're like, "Ready?" You're like, "All right, I'm so." And that's the thing too is like, sequels come out all the time, and I'm usually just like, "Oh yeah, like yeah, love that movie. Cool. All right, here's some more." But with Rocky, it's like. What happens to Rocky after Rocky One? Like, I really want to know. Like, it's yeah. like I'm really excited to see what happens next. I I think I I have a theory that your enjoyment, anyone's enjoyment of Rocky Five, like whether they like it or dislike it, is entirely based on the fact of like what your opinion of Rocky Two is. Because some people will say that it's not as good as Rocky as as the first Rocky, and you know maybe it's not, but like whether or not your mileage of the of the of the um slice of life stuff works for you or not like if you like that stuff then i feel like a lot a lot of people like rocky 5 more um but the ones who like hate rocky 5 and say like oh it's a bad movie i think those people don't like the slice of life stuff in the other movies i yeah. think they just like want to get to the mo- like their favorite rocky movie is rocky 4 which is like oops all montages yeah. and <laughs> all action <laughs> you yeah. know um yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Uh, there is an incredible moment in this movie, though, where uh, you have a full-on montage. Rocky stares at his baby for like 30 seconds and then immediately another <laughs> montage. Yeah. Yeah. But, Absolutely. Well, that's, gets, like, uh, that's like that's like the bridge. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> the, that's the, mon- that's, that's yeah. the montage bridge, like in a pop song, you know? Yeah. 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 Uh, it's like it needs it needs you to, it, you need that to get you to the other montage. And like, right. yeah. it, it works. Cause I think, I think a lot of audiences back in 79 were like Bethany of like, Oh wait. Yeah. Like I want to see what happens to him 
next. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like he gets a rematch. Like we get to see, and like that, I think that opening gets you hyped again because you do weirdly you have to watch it all again so by the time you do get to like you know them running into each other's arms you find yourself like you know like whoa you know enraptured again and then boom card yeah yeah because it yeah and then it just ends there on the first one and so you're like but like oh my god it's such a unique story this underdog story he doesn't win but he like you know comes to this full completed arc but you're like what could happen like what would his life be like after that yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Especially like coming from nothing like that. Yeah. I will say, I think from an editing standpoint, the only problem I have with how this opening is edited is I wish, I think the Rocky recap, the replay is done a little awkwardly where it, it literally ends on the same freeze frame that the movie ends where it goes into the credits and it, but it fades to black and then fades back into like the actual start of Rocky two with like, the the ambulance going to the hospital Mm -hmm. and it does feel like very much like because the title rocky 2 happens before the recap of rocky it's like rocky 2 and then you're just replaying rocky and then it fades the credit and i just am waiting for the credits to roll and be like that was rocky 2 you just get to relive the fight from rocky (laughs) 1 again you know like suckers good luck getting your money back you know um whereas like i think if it had cold opened with the rocky and then you go to the freeze frame, and then it's bomb, 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 and then you, the Rocky Two comes up. Ah, You're like, yeah. oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I yeah. feel like that would have been a better choice, just to like get everybody pumped and ready, yeah, pumped and primed. You know what's interesting about the fan, the fanfare slide, I guess, for lack of a better term, is it yeah. goes on a little bit longer to make room for the two. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that'd be cool if it went a little longer each movie, and you get a little bit more of like the fanfare. <laughs> yeah, oh that would be good. Oh my god, that would um, be amazing. But um, yeah, I just I I do wish that the title treatment came up sure after the end of Rocky. Um the sort of like Rocky recap happens. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz so, you're on such an emotional high. Mhm. <laughs> they uh they get to the hospital and like the problems kind of erupt immediately. Like people are like, you know, dogging Rocky with questions about what's next. Um he he bumps into Apollo. <laughs> in like the lobby of the hospital and they ha- Apollo's still like in he's immediately in hype mode I love that he immediately takes back his own words of like we're gonna rematch right. fucker we're fighting next year you and me <laughs> Rocky 2 and he's like well I can barely talk and think please like it, yeah it, he's such a performer that he's like alright I'm back on yeah. I, what do these people want in general I just really like how yeah. chill Rocky is like to Apollo's, like, yeah, like just like hype man energy. What are you talking about? We like, just fought. I'm gonna kick your ass. You're a bum. He's like, all right. I mean, I don't know. You don't have to be mean about it. Like, just <laughs> yeah. It's I very, uh, it's very Goku Piccolo. Mm. Or Goku Vegeta. <laughs> I'll have to take awesome. your word for that. Uh, th- there's a great Rocky line where uh, one of the reporters is like, Rocky, do you have brain damage? And he goes, I don't see any. oh my god Uh, i just i just want to say the hospital scene kind of like that freaked me out but it was like unsettling because i'm like these two men are getting in ambulances and going to the hospital and they are essentially almost beaten to a pulp but it's (laughs) 
It's not like when people normally come to the hospital in ambulance where everyone's freaking out and like, oh, my God, it's like they consented to this. It's like that's just such a weird situation to be in an emergency room. It's like, oh, yeah, we got to get fixed up because, you know, if this were anyone else, they'd probably be dead. Yeah, Yeah. I I agree with you. It it was weirdly and like, you know, Rocky tends to be kind of the embodiment of Hollywood and fantasy and whatnot. But like. I I never think about that the fact that oh right like they no. do, they do real damage to each other and yeah in real life when you like break your bone or like get a concussion you have it's like oh those injuries don't go away after the fight mm-hmm. I, that sounds yeah they so keep simple, talking like, they they yeah. keep talking about each other as like being athletes like oh we're mm-hmm. athletes but like you're athletes who beat the ever living shit out of each other like. It's it's not about you being an athlete. It's about like withstanding pain and yeah. like injury. Like that is yeah. actually what you're doing and that doesn't I'm sure that that athleticism has something to do with it, but it's like endurance is like I don't know. It's just it's not the same as like somebody who like you know runs a marathon. You know what I mean? Like it's just it's not the same thing. Uh another notable moment, uh if I'm remembering things correctly, Rocky during, during, while he's being accosted with reporters is like, no, I'm done. I'm retiring. I'm not, my fighting days yeah. are over unprompted. And Adrian is like, you know, visibly kind of like moved by that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Cause you know, the whole arc of the first movie is like, I just want to see that I can do this one thing. Cause I've never been good at nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. And then this whole movie is like, Oh, I'm not good at anything else. Like <laughs> this is the literally the only thing I'm like, that yeah. sucks for me. But like, also <laughs> I can't provide for us any other way, you know, which is kind of a callback to the movie he did right before this is like, you know, t- completely failed. And yeah. he's like, I guess all I can do is Rocky movies. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Oh yeah. Extent. Maybe I can't do other stuff. Maybe I, this is right, just the, right. what I'm good at. Um, yeah. Right. I really like the moment where uh, the, after the night, after everyone leaves, including Adrian and Polly, Rocky stumbles over to Apollo's room and is like, hey, Apollo. And he's like, what? So good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just wheels I himself love, over there in the middle of the night. I just, hey. I just love that Rocky is like, hey, hey, we're best friends now, right? Yeah. Like, and yeah. Apollo's like, no. And like, like it's finally... Like, he finally just wears him down. Like, that's the story. Like, you could let take this story, like, from just being like, I just want to be your best friend. If that means that, like, we have to fight again, then fine. But we're going to be best friends, Apollo, whether you like it or not. And- yeah, I was, I was telling Scott, it, it was, like, giving me big, like, dorm room energy where they're just, like, knocking on each other's doors yeah. at night and be like, hey. Hey, hey, you awake? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, hey, so like, good. did you give me your best? Yeah, and he's like, I need to know, like, you know, was that everything? And, you know, Apollo responds with like grudgingly, like, yeah, I did. Like, no bluster. Like, yeah. the, cam- the cameras are gone. And yeah, I don't think you get Rocky three and four without that moment. Mm-hmm. Like, where you because you know, it- if his if his little hype team was there, he'd be like, Nah, I did, I did not give you my best. Right, but it yeah. was just him and Rocky, and he's like, humbly, he's like, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like man to man, fighter to fighter, they're able to have this yeah. moment of like mutual respect. And right. Yeah. I still think it's the best choice Stallone makes in these early movies is not making Apollo an outright villain. Right. Mm-hmm. He saves that for Clubber Lane. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, I, I, I really like that too. Um, and I like that. 
you know, he is a showman and that's his character. So like all of the asshole stuff that he does later, everyone is like warning him like, hey, you're 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 going to be the villain of this. And he's like, I don't you know, I don't care. Like, I, yeah, I, we need to have this happen. But like all of that happens because he's a showman and he's building a show. And then when you get to that last fight and Rocky wins immediately. Apollo's like, all right, we're friends. Like, you know, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, that he, he just like all of that is gone. All of that energy is gone because he's just like, I mean, you won fair and square. It's done. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think, love that. I love that. He's I think I, I have a lot. I, have, like, I think the way they handle Apollo's like fall in this is really interesting and kind of also has a lot to say potentially about being a celebrity and like mm-hmm. trying to control your campaign or not paying attention to like mm-hmm. the optics of what you're doing. Um, right. But before that, we do get the zoo scene. Uh, it's great. And it's kind of like, it's really reassuring that like, as soon as they're out of the hospital, the movie, like one of the first scenes of the movie is like, okay, like, yes, the heart of this is still Rocky and Adrian. We have not forgotten that. Yeah. Um, there is that scene with the commercial guys that meet him outside the hospital. Yes. That, like they're trying to get him to sign up and do uh, sponsorships. Um, and are like real scummy scumbags. It feels like, cause there's like, he's like, yeah, no, it's standard. It's standard. You don't need to read it. You don't need to worry about it. You don't need to show it to anybody. Just sign it. Just sign it. Just sign it. Sign it now. Sign it now. And it's like, it's so scummy. (laughs) It's so scummy. But like, also Rocky is used to dealing with these kinds of guys. Like that's, he that's yeah. that those are the people he surrounded in his life were like scumbags, you know, and that's what he's been trying to escape. Um, and it's just like it sucks that he's dipping right back into like scumbag territory right. because scumbags in better know. suits. Right, right, totally. Um speaking of scumbags in better suits, we missed the bit where Polly is like, mm. Hey, when you get out of here, like, you're not going to take your old job, so somebody's going to need to do that. Will you let me be the leg breaker? Will you let me yep. be the collection guy? He's Gaza's um, new man. He puts in a, yeah, he puts in a, a good word for him. And he loses a bunch of weight, gets some nice suits. Polly looks great in this movie. He's not drinking, no yeah. alcohol at yeah. all. He he does look like a real mafioso in this movie. Yeah. He's, uh, oh. yeah, it's a real, like, late entourage turtle, like, transformation. <laughs> yes. Yes, it is. Uh, and it's it's so subtle is. too like but yeah like yeah. you know like yeah. god when he's walking around with like his undone tie and like his unbuttoned mm-hmm. vest yeah, yeah just really owning it yeah he's um, got a snow cone he's really into snow cones in this movie <laughs> the shittiest looking snow cones i've ever seen yeah <laughs> they're not good i mean 70s man <laughs> you know yeah i just yeah i've never seen any food from anything like a movie from the 70s i'm like yeah that looks great yeah no never mm. never no uh, they put up with a lot back then <laughs> so uh rocky proposes to adrian and uh they get married it's a beautiful ceremony full italian um mm-hmm. I, I don't, it, there <laughs> yes uh mick shows up for a hot second and then goes right back to the gym yeah mm-hmm. yeah um I think this one might be uh, Bur- Burgess Meredith's best performance. He's great in this. Yeah. He's so good in this. And he was nominated in the last one. Um, I think he had more showy stuff in the last one um, with, like, the, the yelling. Like, that yelling scene, I think, is what got him that 
uh, best supporting actor nomination. But uh, I do think he's a he's better. I think he's better. Oh, I think think they do. I think so good. I think they do in this movie set him up of like, okay, now we know this is going to be a. They think they give like Mick moments. Yeah, like 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 the projector. You know, yeah. or like the chapel, the chickens. Like, okay, yeah, the chicken. Now that we know that it's he got nominated for an Oscar, let's actually set him up for like these big like moments. Um, yeah, but he owns it. Like it doesn't feel like as tr- it doesn't like feel like trying or reaching. Um, yeah, I love that. Uh, at, at seconds after the wedding's over, Gaza's like in the church, like, "Hey, Rock, you want to keep doing crimes?" And he's like, "No." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to buy some condos? It's, it's I, I I've just all that stuff stressed me out because I I'm very much like into the art of scamming <laughs> like in a way because I'm interested in true crime so I love some scams and mm-hmm. it's just like Rocky is like such a target and I'm just so afraid of all the predatory people coming after him and I'm like no because it's hard when like you know you grow up without money and then you get money and then you're like, you have no idea what to do because no one has told you how to handle money and you just, Mm -hmm. it makes you a mark. And I was like, Oh no, please. No, he's going to lose everything. Everyone's going to scam him. And, uh, but yeah, then he had Adrian there to kind of rein him back in. Which was nice. Or a little bit. She's a little bit of a pushover. Yeah. yeah. She, she made an attempt. Yeah. It reminds me a lot of like what I see now with like, influencers or like mm-hmm. with social media like you you do you are seeing more rocky like situations where someone who is from like kind of like middle like the middle of nowhere not like kind of living going from a public life a private life to a public life like overnight really quickly with mm-hmm. yeah no preparation and like mm-hmm. we see him go on a shopping spree where he's like buying a car that he doesn't need and then yeah. pulling over and buying everybody watches. And, but there's like, you get where he's coming from because yeah, you, we, we had a whole first movie where we saw the life that he was living before. And it, that's why it's such scummy people that come after him. Cause they're like, he's a Mark. It'll yeah. be easy. It's so interesting. To, yeah. Right. It's so interesting to me too, that um, this movie has so many, so much tiger visuals like mm-hmm. tiger things like she he proposes in front of the tiger enclosure he's got the tiger on his back of his new jacket you know his his like drive yeah <laughs> driver style jacket yeah um but like the fact that like all of this tiger stuff is in this movie but this is not the movie with eye of the tiger like that mm-hmm. song that's <laughs> the next time um but like it it's almost like they know like well we're gonna get there yeah. It kind of retroactively yeah. makes me like Eye of the Tiger more because it feels like a gra- like hey look he loves tiger stuff you know yeah mm-hmm. like, like the, feels more gradual I guess like, like the vindicated of the rock up here <laughs> yeah I ju- I just want to mention that after he proposed to Adrian and he asked the tiger what he thinks about it and the tiger looks up at him and it's just like. What? What do you? What do you mean? There's snow around me. I'm focused on the snow. What is going on here? <laughs> yeah, this is so cute. Yeah, that tiger. Uh, I I I I will say, um, zoos in the 70s, not great. No, <laughs> not great. <That's> sad. <laughs> uh, tigers are not meant to be in the snow. <laughs> 
Yeah, you know, the whole time you can just and and I mentioned too, it was really cool to see real snow falling in a movie. Mm, yeah, that's something you never see because it doesn't fall like how it it like floats down and when it's fake snow, it falls like rain. Yeah, but it's soft. Yeah, yeah. that was cool. And it reminded me of like, oh yeah, like this is only like days after the fight because the fight was like Christmas, right? Yeah. Uh, New Year's, New, New Year's yeah. Eve. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Day. It's, like, it's still winter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was so cool. We visit the uh, the Creed Mansion, presumably back in California, where mm-hmm. uh, Apollo is unable to fight off the shadows of that last fight. And it's like, right. it's so tragic because like this, this was kind of not supposed yeah. to be even that big of an event. It was like, right. I need like a publicity push. I'm going to do this guy a favor. And instead it like kind of was this jump shark jumping moment where he's gone from like Taylor Swift, like hero to villain in the public eye. And he's getting hate mail, you know, calling him like a traitor to his people. And like he threw the fight. Yeah. They're questioning his honor. Because they're like, yeah, because because it's either one of two things. Either uh, people seem to think that he paid off the judge to win on a on like I have a technical win mm-hmm. um versus Rocky who they believe rightfully won the fight or they think that he was paid off to throw the fight for 15 rounds and let this bum carry him through 15 rounds and then and then win on a technicality you know mm-hmm. they're like how much did you get paid to like throw the fight you know and i'm just like yeah. man that's a bummer like you know, he's yeah. just like, yeah, I. It's just gonna. This is gonna be a nothing fight, and now everyone is questioning, um, questioning me as yeah. a, as an athlete, as a as a sh- as a showman. Yeah, and it's it sucked for it to be like you let the black community down, <sighs> and because because um, Rocky's, you know, he's part of the Italian community. It was a huge win for them, and it's like, it's kind of hard to want anyone to lose. Because it's like, yeah, they're they're such champions of their people. Yeah, there's a lot more low key, uh, like racist Italian stuff in this one. Yeah, um, like with the commercial director and um, later when when they're all walking into the ring and the announcer is just like, I've never seen this many Italians in a <laughs> in one place before, and the guy's like, Don't say that too loud. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, oh yikes, <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. yeah. And it's interesting, yeah. like now in 2022, like you said at the beginning, Scott, like Italians have become much more assimilated into like, right, you know, white culture. But yeah, like 40 years ago, that it was still it was like a, like a bit more like pronounced, um, right? And it was and, more of like they were like trying to draw like parallel lines, you know, in mm-hmm. a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's it's great. I mean, like it, it it it's I think Apollo's struggle in this movie is really compelling, and I think. Stallone, I don't know. It was just a cool angle for Stallone to latch onto of like, yeah, like what would happen to this guy's career? Like, what does this guy mm-hmm. do afterwards? You know? Yeah, yeah. Um, it it's interesting that like there was no one else that he was gonna like. He just didn't fight anyone for like almost a year. Mm-hmm. It was like nine months of like no fighting, and I'm like, where's the money coming from? Like, I just I don't understand the economics of boxing at no. all. Oh, oh, on Apollo <laughs> Creed's part. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I think Apollo Creed beast moded through all of the stuff that Rocky was so shitty at, like handling his money, doing advertisements, oh, being a okay. celebrity. 
So, like, he's already, like, one foot out the door in boxing by the time the first Rocky comes around. Like, I yeah, see, I see. He's got someone handling his money, like... Yeah. 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 It kind of reminds me of, like, The Rock now, where it's like, yeah, he makes movies, but that's not what he's, like, waking up. Like, he's he's thinking of, like, Empire, or, like, entrepreneur stuff now. Right, yeah. sure. And, like, the sure. movies are just part of that. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Um, yeah. and then, uh, we see Adrian is pregnant. Um, it, I don't know something about, <laughs> I've never seen it happen that way where she goes to the doctor and they tell her and then she comes out and says, I'm, I'm sure that's like really common, but well, well I, yeah. When did they even have like at home pregnancy? Tests? Yeah. I don't think that happened until like the eighties. Yeah. Um, wow. which in, and still nowadays when you get pregnant, you need to go to the doctor to okay. confirm you need to go to a gynecologist to be yeah. like, yes, for sure. You are pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think they invented at-home pregnancy tests, I think, until uh, women were... The shift came that women were more predominantly at work or working and therefore didn't have time and needed to know, like, you know, stuff like that. Put it it to me in relation to Rocky movies. So that's like Rocky 3, Rocky 4. (laughs) Yeah, I would would say say around Rocky 3, Rocky 4, around that, or like early 80s would be... That's my new... That's my new relative time for yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> uh, yeah i mean it's just like i don't know let's go see and yeah that's why it's so maybe why it's so much more exciting is that's like the first indication that they have mm-hmm. whereas nowadays it's like yeah i took four to six pregnancy tests let's go to the right. doctor now yeah, yeah. We can't uh, afford to go to the doctor, so let's, yeah, we have to be yeah. sure before we, we find be out that we're sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're both happy. They have that that exchange in the park when they're walking out, where you know Rocky's like, "I want my kid. I don't want my kid to be a nobody like me. I want him to be a somebody mm-hmm. like you." And Adrian's like, "Hey, like you're not a nobody. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. I just uh, you know, I, relationship. I love. <laughs> yeah, I just love how much Rocky." is so excited to marry the woman he loves and then so excited to have a family. Mm-hmm. And I just feel like that's something that is missing from movies nowadays where it's kind of like it has to be self-deprecating in some way of like, yeah. oh, yeah, here come the kids, blah, blah, blah. I guess I love my wife. I don't know. Well, I mean, a perfect example of that is like the movie that beat Rocky II this year was Kramer versus Kramer, which is literally a movie about two parents getting divorced. Mm. Yeah, it makes me think of I can't remember what franchises this has come up in, Scott, but we've talked about like for some reason Hollywood isn't interested or doesn't find domestic life exciting. Right. Yeah. So we have so many movies or sequels where like, you know, the love interest or the spouse gets killed off or off off camera. It's like, oh, no, we broke up. I couldn't be contained because I had to still be like the lone hero guy type. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, like Shrek, yeah, Shrek it's just so earnest. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I just I I love Rocky as a character. I can't believe it's real, especially from the seventies, where he's just like, like he talks the way he does, and he's so earnest. Like I'm just so grateful that the character of Rocky exists because <laughs> we had never seen it before, and we'll never see it again. Mm-hmm. But it's just very enjoyable to watch. Yeah, you know, we we live in a we're like if you're online, there seems to be all these like weird discussions about like masculinity, toxic masculinity, 
And I think this is very much a movie about manhood and masculinity. Mm -hmm. But I think Mm -hmm. it's interesting how it tackles that in a way where like, yeah, like Rocky is a sensitive guy and like, you know, he's so loyal to Adrian and wants to like be better for her or like earn her in a way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And while still having this like fire to do something really, you know, from a certain perspective, foolish, like get back in the ring with Apollo Creed. Yeah. Yeah. He is kind of the decision maker with, you know, because he's has having the money come in, but he's not doing it in a way that's dominating. It feels like he very much wants Adrian to be a part of every decision. And she's always in the back of his mind with everything that comes out of his mouth. It's like, you know, we're a team. Yeah. She uh, definitely the kind of husband who wouldn't like if somebody caught him alone, he wouldn't make a decision without consulting her first. Yeah. Like, I got to go talk to Adrian before, you know, Mm -hmm. I agree to anything. Uh, And even even takes her takes her with him to his first commercial shoot where, Mm -hmm. mm -hmm, you know, he kind of uses her as a sounding board. Like early on, she's like, this is humiliating. You look like an idiot. This is dehumanizing. And he can see mm-hmm. her shame, and that kind of is what sets him off of like, oh yeah, I am being mistreated right now. Yeah, yeah, and and again, it's not in like a way that you would expect from typically to see in a movie or TV show. It's like, yeah, you know, she makes the decision. I can't do anything without her approval. It's not like that at all. It's very much like they respect each other and they want each other to be a part of every part of their life. Right. Yeah, and I think that's why this is such a beloved relationship for so many people yeah is, mm-hmm. like they really do feel like real people like adrian is a very yeah. specific they they both avoid or dodge a lot of like gender stereotypes that were certainly in movies at the time yeah yeah even now yeah this uh this commercial scene is um is rough like the director's like a real piece of shit um oh yeah but it's it's also interesting because I truly believe that if just about anybody else was making this movie, Rocky definitely would have punched this guy mm-hmm. and like put him in his place. The like right? of the like, crowd pleasing. You don't get like, to talk to me like that. Yeah, the James Cameron um, kind of moment. Yeah, where do you where do you get off talking to to me like that? Do you know who I am? I'm Rocky Balboa. Like, bam. Now, you know, now you'll remember, you know, like that kind of thing. Yeah. And like, but, but then like in the moment proving the, the commercial guy, right. And Sylvester Stallone is just like, no, like I, the, the thing is, if he does nothing, then all it is doing is reinforcing how much of a fucking asshole the commercial director is, (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know, and that's what we want. Like, we don't want to prove him right. We want him to be wrong. And, but he does it in a way where he's like, Hey, I'm, I'm a human. Like, yeah. I'm just a person over here trying to do my best and you're being this way. Yeah. 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 Like it's, it's, it's resonant. It's especially, it's, it's, it's really resonant today to think of like someone like, Hey, like just because I'm like, I'm learning stuff different or like I communicate differently. doesn't mean, doesn't give you the right to like dehumanize me to my face or mm-hmm. in front of me. Right. And mm-hmm. you know, but you mentioned like Rocky being like a, a, a Vic, you know, like this victorious dude for like you know italian americans and like yeah i also think he represents like in this movie and in real life like the uneducated like mm-hmm. or like you know rocky didn't couldn't afford to like go to college or like he had to leave school to like support himself and his family so like yeah he can't read well 
And yeah. And, and I was thinking too, I mean, during this time, like, was that even that uncommon that someone who is, you know, grew up poor, like maybe cannot read, like is literacy really that widespread as it oh, is today? I, I mean, yeah. I'm not a sociologist. I, I think like, yeah, like probably urban illiteracy or like people falling mm-hmm. out of the system and like mm-hmm. not being able to like have like the, yeah, like the luxury of like having an, an education or, and it's well, cool because like we, we know from the first movie, Rocky's like a really thoughtful, wise dude with like mm-hmm. emotions and depth but like when you see him from this guy's perspective the commercial director like oh yeah like like oh this dumb guy doesn't even know how to read this idiot he's costing me thousands right. of dollars can't speak well my my grandparents were like i don't know maybe like 10 years older than sylvester stallone not much older um and you know my grandmother like she never reads you know, like that's not a thing, you know, she mm-hmm. knows how to read, but like, it's not, it's not something that, you know, needs to enter into her life very much. And she never voted. Like she's never voted. She's never, because she's was just like, well, no, that's not for me. Like, I don't know any of that from, from nothing. So like, why would I, I, I don't get to ex- express my opinion on that. Cause I don't know anything about politics. So like politics are something that happens to me, not something I get involved in. Um, you know, and that's just being uneducated, you mm-hmm. know, that's just, she never graduated high school, you know, like she, it's, it's, it's a different cultural time. Like back then you just, I don't know that my grandpa graduated high school. Yeah. You didn't, you didn't have to, to get a job right. like you do now. Right. If it's manual labor, like whatever my, my grandpa worked for, um, American airlines as a, as a, a, a baggage tech his entire career, like 40, 50 years with American airlines as a baggage tech moving up as a baggage tech, you know, from air and, and moving from airport to airport starting at LaGuardia, going to Dallas, Fort Worth, and then Miami. But like, you know, and, and eventually becoming sort of like the head of like the whole baggage area of, of like, you know, for that company at that location. But like none of that came from education. That all just came from gradual experience over time, you know, and that's, that's an entire generation of, of people because if you think that, um, you know, uh, uh, like the lines between rich and, uh, and, and pov- impoverished people are hard now, back then it was just like assumed, you know, like it wasn't even like it wasn't a thing where people were like, oh, I wish I could go here and but like I can't because like these rich people are holding me back. None of that was even part of culture back then. It was just like, I'm, I, this is where I grew up. So like, that's not for me. I don't get to do that. Mm-hmm. Just doesn't even enter into their mind, you know? So. And it kind of recontextualizes Rocky's like economic, I don't like, you know, his spending spree that we saw, like, yeah. Or his attitude towards his son, his unborn child. Like the mm-hmm. way he talks about it is like, oh, I don't want this kid to be like me. I want this kid to have like a house. I want this kid to be smart. I want him to read. And like we cut to like he walks away from the commercial and chooses not to go through with it and throws away how much money. And we see that he's like reading out loud to Adrian to kind of like try. Oh. And, yeah. yeah, it's it's heartbreaking. Yeah. Yeah. But I, she's very supportive. It's so cute, though. I yeah. mean, he's just like, 
um can i practice reading in front of you like it's just the fact that he's not like pig-headed about it you know i i don't care what this guy says i'm gonna do what i do i can read i'm fine he's like he's right i need to get like as as hard as it is to hear he's like i want to improve myself mm-hmm. well and it's also the difference between like like rocky's not a pig-headed guy like he yeah. he he has he's humble and knows that like that's i think that's the thing that mick sees in him is that he's humble but he has the heart and the drive mm. and so for him reading is just like oh i got knocked out in in you know in that mm-hmm. fight with the commercial right guy. yeah so yeah. now i'm going to train and I'm going to build back up and I'm going to be I'm going to be able to read. Like that's <laughs> you know? what he knows how to do. Uh, right. That's that's how he operates. That's how he learns. Mm-hmm. So and Adrian and Adrian's like, you know, yeah, like read read out loud to me because like I support you. I want I want to help you. I'm not embarrassed or you don't have anything to be ashamed because I know who you really are. Like I see you. Right. Well, right. and then just the fact that he keeps reading to her every day when she's in a coma is just mm-hmm. like. Read the whole Edgar Rice Burroughs book. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so cute. Yeah, really. Jump, Did you catch what book end. it is? No, I I kept I kept trying to find like an angle of where he was like holding the title up, but yeah, I even missed that it. it was Edgar Rice Burroughs. Oh, okay, yeah, it's Edgar Rice Burroughs. I feel like it was a western, but I'm like I, I didn't know Edgar Rice Burroughs wrote westerns. See, I also got cowboy vibes because he was talking about like a horse and like yeah, mm-hmm. riding yeah. a horse. Interesting. So uh, Rocky has to go job hunting. Mm-hmm. He, uh, he 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 tries like it was mentioned earlier. He tries to get a desk job. Uh, I like the guy that he was like. From my understanding, you're 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 a very talented fighter. You should keep fighting. And like <laughs> yeah. this dude just hasn't read a newspaper in like three months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's also you know he's he's real about it. Where he's like, hey, look, like I appreciate that you want to do a desk job, but like. I can't just hire you because you're Rocky Balboa. Like, mm-hmm. there's other guys that are going to be coming in here with more experience than you. I'm going to hire them every time because they're going to be able to do this job. Yeah. I know that they're going to be able to do this job. You know, I'm not going to waste any money on them. But, like, mm-hmm. sorry, man. <laughs> like, you know, he just he feels bad. But he's also like, I don't. I mean, I don't know what you want from me. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. Know? Like it feels- Is it... Yeah. Is it also commenting on like how being able to have a desk job is a privilege, and if you're impoverished, you usually have to sell your body in some way? Yeah. Oh I'm sure. sure. That's all you can do. Yeah. Because yeah. like, I don't know if I I don't know if Stallone is like meaning that, but like I think he's saying that's that just without, the reality. Yeah. Without without realizing that that's what he's doing. Yeah. 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 Like it feels real, and it mm-hmm. it mm-hmm. speaks to a like a reality that still resonates today, of like. Yeah, the like the privilege, like get the opportunity because of education to like, you know, work jobs that sit down. But Rocky, even though he had this one moment of glory, quickly has to go back to working in like a physically exhausting job at the meat factory. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Which um I I love the meat factory stuff um and Polly. Because Polly gets in the job at the meat factory, but it's a weekly job where they mm-hmm. could like fire him at any moment. Um, basically being like you you don't get to join the union which means that like he can't touch the meat yeah um because he's not in the union so he can't do like the main job all he can do is like clean up essentially Mm -hmm. um he's like a janitor at the butcher shop which is like sounds like a goddamn nightmare (laughs) i mean (laughs) um but uh what i love about the 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 juxtaposition between him and and polly and something that they don't ever like out and out say but i think is 
assumed and really interesting is that um, Polly is so much more successful at being a collector than Rocky ever was because he doesn't have the morals that were holding Rocky back. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's an asshole. Like he has no issues with breaking somebody's thumbs. He doesn't care. If it, if it means he gets to buy a couple extra snow cones that day, like whatever, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like we never see any of it, but he always just like when he comes in, hey, Paul, how's it going? He's just a little, a l- he slid a little bit further down into like like Heisenberg territory. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like what did you do today, yeah. Polly? The, yeah. the teens uh, working at the snow cone shop are like watching it happen in real time. Like, can, <laughs> yeah, every oh, time he can afford he... two today. Oh my God, look at him. Oh, wow. he's double fisting snow cones. Holy oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, what did he do? Oh man, yeah. He must have, he must have broke someone's <laughs> leg. <laughs> oh, my here, here you go, sir. <laughs> Covered in potato chips. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, there's, um, the part, the part where he goes to um, sell his car to Polly, and Polly's like, "Well, you want a handout?" Like he's such a dick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I is it? I didn't. It didn't come across as like him being a dick to me. Like it really, to me, it felt like he was like, like, "Hey, you're my, you're my sister's husband. Like, if you need money, like, let me just give you money." No, yeah, and, that's what and, he was saying. But he's saying it like Polly, like a dick. I'm like, what, well, you want to hand oh, out? Oh, sure, sure, like, sure. I'm like, because uh, like, you can see Paul, he, Rocky recoils when he hears that. I'm like, no. Yeah, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, but he's trying to be, like, supportive, but, like, he just doesn't know yeah. how to do it properly. But, yeah. Um, but Rocky just, like, has too much pride for that. And it's just like, no, 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 no. Like, I, I don't need the car. I used to walk everywhere before. I can do it again. Yeah. You know. Uh, man, I can't just... Polygon and that that is like the the opposite of him as, as a person. That just doesn't I don't know, him getting into that car is Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it definitely feels weird. Um Oh we we also we, we skipped over them buying the house, which Yeah. You know, they buy that house and really nice like Philadelphia like townhouse. Um but uh, I love the detail of like they buy the house and they never put furniture in it because they can't afford furniture. Yeah. So it's empty the entire movie. Like they just moved in. Yeah. Um, so I love that. But I also love the scene where they drive up to the place and he's like all excited and he's going in and they drive up in the Trans Am and uh, the, the real estate agent gets out of the back um, and, and, uh, <laughs> And but Bumpkiss is in the back as well, um, and like they all get out, and like Bumpkiss just stays in the back, like just hanging out in the car. He's like, "This isn't about me." Like the the dog is just like, "I don't need to be a part of this decision." I don't know. I just think it's funny you brought Bumpkiss with him. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. I love I love Bumpkiss. He's funny. Nice. No, he's, he's a big. Yeah, he's a big big goofy dog. Uh, Rocky comes home and like they're. But Adrian brings home going back to the pet store and mm-hmm. it becomes like going, I guess going back to kind of like Rocky as a guy or Rocky as a husband, he's like, no, like I'm the one that's supposed to support. Mm-hmm. And it's an interesting like scene. Cause like Adrian is offering like, well, no, like I also can work. I can go back to work at the pet shop. And it's like, it's interesting. Cause like I, it made me think in that moment, like I've never heard, there were never moments in the first one where you got the idea that Adrian loved working at the pet shop. Mm-hmm. 
that like like Rocky loves animals. You never know if Adrian loves animals. She just right. happens, yeah. she just happens to be working at the pet shop. And I think right. that also kind of weighs Rocky's decision of like, no, I don't want you. No, like that's it feels like I lost. It feels like right. admitting defeat. And it was an interesting scene because it was like, oh, yeah, like what would I do? What would I, how would I feel if I was in Rocky's situation, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's also like part time mm-hmm. in the 70s where like she was probably getting minimum wage, which was probably like 270 an hour. Right. And, you know, part time. So like you're looking at like a paycheck of like maybe 50 bucks a week. Right. <laughs> Woof. Um, he, uh, he goes to visit Mick. <laughs> In the uh, the staircase, he brings Bupkis with him. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we and he's got the matching bracelet because he bought Bupkis like a really nice yeah like a <laughs> collar, and he's like, you got a smaller one, and she's like, yeah, and he puts he puts it on, and he's like, wears it as like a like a bracelet, and he's yeah. like, that's class. Yeah, Rocky <laughs> gets his full character costume in this movie. Yeah, and yes. and wears it the whole time. It's like if you're cosplaying Rocky. You get the fingerless gloves, you get the little dog collar, you get the jacket. <laughs> I truly believe that like Ryan Gosling or or Nicholas Winding Refn like was like this is this is the look that I want for the driver in Drive. Like I want he looks so much like Yeah. Like Ryan Gosling in Drive in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> they were both and, and, and Oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, I think they're definitely both inspired by like that kind of eighties excess that I think like a, a a a tiger on the back of a jacket kind of symbolizes, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh man. Well, there there's a scene where he's um like cleaning up at the uh the gym or whatever, like cleaning up the uh spit buckets, the mm-hmm. ring or what? Yeah, the boxing. Yeah. I don't I don't know boxing terms. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> but <clears throat> he's wearing a fedora, and I was just <clears throat> like. Has it ever looked as has wearing a fedora ever looked as cool as it does right now? Because he's just like at work inside wearing it, yeah. and it looks awesome. Um, yeah, I was a fan of his look when he was during the argument of like, no, you're not going back to work. He's he's training in dress pants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's so good. Just like it was like impromptu. Yeah, yeah, uh. and and his his holy sweater with that giant hole on on his chest that he's mm-hmm. just like putting his hand in like it's a pocket yeah <laughs> his chicken so chaser after. oh my uh, god chicken chaser <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm yeah I'm that's of- that was insane training because you're like that's looks like the hardest thing possible is to catch <laughs> a chicken and before i forget i like the chicken chasing in the because in the montage it's one thing to show him like lifting weights but like mm-hmm. he's already big, he's already Stallone, you know. I think right. when he catches the chicken, it tells the audience in a visual way, oh, he has gotten faster. Yeah, well, catching the chicken is the equivalent of running up the steps in yes. the first one, of accomplishing yeah. that, um, which they try to like recreate in this movie. But like we didn't see him struggling to do it in this one. So when he does it, you're just like, all right. I mean, it, it's fun that you're hanging out with all these kids. Like that's great. Mm-hmm. I think he should have taken the chicken with him running up the stairs. Yeah, yeah, now we're talking. Carried it down. They should have ran side by side. Like Link. Yeah. He just has the chicken on a leash now, and then he lifts it up. Yeah. yeah. Little, little bubkis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Little bubkis. Bubkis Jr. <laughs> bubkis Jr. <laughs> I, I love the scene where he goes to visit Mick. Uh, 
he has that great line where like, well, first he tries like, hey, can I have my locker back? I want to be a boxer again. And Mick's like, no, nah, man, you're done. You're washed. You're, yeah. you're, you can barely see out of your eye. And he's like, wait, last year you were telling me that like I never took my shot. Now you're telling me to retire. Mm-hmm. And he's like, dude, you want to get back in the ring with Apollo Creed? He's the sickest dude there is. And Rocky's like, well, can I be the spit bucket guy? And he's like, no, that would break everyone's hearts. That would- <laughs> <laughs> and he has this line where he's like, I, I just need to be around it. And yeah. it's like he said, I don't think we, I think this movie is more about Rocky's love for boxing than the first one was. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I think because he's, he's learned to appreciate it in this movie because in the last one, it was just like he didn't love it because he wasn't, he hadn't really accomplished anything as a boxer, right? Mm-hmm. So he was doing it because he's like, well, what else am I going to do? You know? But in this one, it's like, oh, I literally can't do anything else. And I realized that I miss being good at something, you know? This is who I am. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think this is much later in the movie, but, you know, Rocky's like, hey, like, Adrian, like, make me, like, you can't tell me not to feel like a man or be a man. And yeah, I think kind of the deeper meaning of that, besides, like, you know, the kind of face value macho stuff is like, yeah, like, everyone needs to feel like they're in a place where they're doing something that they're good at and valued for. And right kind of makes them feel empowered in their own lives that they're like contributing to the like life. Yeah. You like, know, in, in a broader sense. Yeah. And a lot of people I think can f- relate to not feeling that way mm-hmm. of like, I go to my job where no one, th- no one cares about me or no one looks at me with any kind of value because I'm just like a dude doing like scanning groceries or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Um, they, yeah. Uh, oh God. Yeah. We cut to the, we cut back to Creed and his people. Duke is like, I don't want you to fight this guy. He's an animal. Like, yeah. And Apollo, I love Apollo's line. Like I, man, I, I, I won, but I didn't beat him. Right. Mm -hmm. And like, that's what it's like. They, I lost the like good grace of the people. I need to get that back. But I think he does a. I think this is a pretty awful plan. Yeah, like because they they even say like you're going to be the villain because he's like I know I'll, I'll we I'll I'll smoke him out by like calling him a, a chicken in the press. Mm-hmm. And it's everyone's going to think you're an asshole. They're just going to have him be the people. You're going to make him more the people's champ to where like children are going to chase after <clears throat> him in the streets. Right. Right. Yeah. And and which is I think the most valid point, which is that. If you win, right, and they're all assuming because there is team that he will, yeah, right. If and when you win, you will be the villain. Like mm-hmm. it will, it will not be a win that anyone will enjoy. Like you're not going to get anything out of this. Like either way, either you lose and it's done, <laughs> you know, or you win but you don't have anyone's respect. You like coax well, this guy. Uh, it- oh, please. In in Apollo Creed's defense, like he's still in his career, he's still in the same position he was when he had to fight Rocky in the first place. It's yeah, like, <clears throat> no one's gonna fight him. Yeah. This is kind of all he can do. And I mean, even if he did fight someone else, they'd be like, "When are you rematching Rocky?" Right. No, absolutely. I mean, he's just he's caused a trap for himself by his, his stupid plan in the first. Yeah, movie. like yeah. There's you know, really nothing else he can do except the, retire. Yeah, the unthinkable happened, and. 
as a result of that, like er, like his entire boneheaded plan in the first movie just like upended his entire career just because like Rocky had to go and be like good mm-hmm. <laughs> at being a boxer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's I think it's really underrated the work Stallone does as a writer of like really creating you really understand where both of these guys are when mm-hmm. you know because it's like oh my god like why do we need a rocky too like you know but you get it of like no they both need it in very different ways like they need this fight to happen yeah yeah, yeah. um uh, it should have been in california though i think that was another fatal mistake like why would mm-hmm. you have it in his turf where it's just going to be flooded with like Italians yeah. drunk on passion, screaming Rocky's name. Like well, he won before the fight even started. That's yeah. that's the really confusing yeah. thing about about that because like Apollo seems like a a, a good dude, mm-hmm. right? But for some reason, there's something about this rematch where he's just like he's turning in turning into a bully. Where it's like, no, we're gonna do it in Philadelphia, where all of his f- friends and family can see him hit the mat. And I'm the one doing it, you know. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, yeah. I want to see that. I want to. I want. I want them there when they see the light leave his eyes. Yeah. It's just like, what? Why? Why are you being such a dick about this? Yeah. Because I won, but not in the right way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it's just it's it's so absurd. Um, like that level mm. of of just like wanting to just ruin Rocky's life. Um, mm-hmm. And for what? Like, why? Because he, because he didn't get knocked out by you. Like, that's not his fault. That's your fault, dude. Uh, but yeah, but like Bethany said, like he probably would get hounded for the rest of, of his career. Like, ah, but that one yeah. guy beat you though. Rocky beat you. And yeah. Uh, so yeah, he, he launches like a smear campaign. He puts out ads in the paper where like Rocky is, has the body of a chicken. Yeah, all of the all of the other boxers at the at at, at uh, Mickey's uh, gym are all making fun of him. Mixed lizard lounge, or 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 just looking at him with disgust and embarrassment. You do have the yeah. body of a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> you used to be somebody, man. Hey, what did he say though? He's like, "This that's funny, isn't it?" It's pretty funny. It's pretty yeah, funny. yeah, I I love I love his technique, like Rocky's technique of like when he's really embarrassed by something or really hurt by something, he like turns it into a joke in front of everybody, and then like, you know, goes and, and, and cries privately in the shower. You know, yeah. like it. Yeah, it's yeah, it's perfect, and like not to like you know, but we it it feels very lived in. You know, mm-hmm. like. That's that comes from the mind of someone who probably knows what it's like to like be like othered or bullied because of like the way that he talks or the way that he looks or like acts. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Especially being an actor where you're like mm-hmm. being put in front of casting directors who are just like treating you like a piece of meat. You're a big lung. back then. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. He, I don't like what, what the hell are you even doing here? No, I'm not going to even let you read. You you could never play you the read? lead in anything. <laughs> You know, right. and and you can't if you're an actor, you can't be like, you, you know, you have to laugh it off and still be charming because like that's half exactly. the job. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Uh, yeah. Man, Mick watching <laughs> watching the news in his little apartment and just like, ah, you that asshole who runs all the <laughs> way over there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it comes at Rocky's like, OK, we're going to do this. I have to fight. Apollo Creed, but it does cost him Adrian. She's mm-hmm. like, 
you promised me you wouldn't fight again. And I think it's a miracle that you don't, at least I don't, I, 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 I don't resent either of these characters. It's like Mm-mm. unfortunate, but I don't really, I don't feel like either of them are like, well, Rocky would never do that. Or like, why is Adrian yeah. being so, you know, whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's, it's set up properly um, in a way where you understand where both of them are coming from. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. It's it is interesting because this is uh, she's she's fulfilling a very similar role as like Skylar in Breaking Bad, <laughs> and everybody hated her when she mm-hmm. tried to step in and be like, "Hey, maybe you should stop doing the illegal thing." And everyone's like, "This bitch is getting in the way of my oh. hero's <laughs> success." <laughs> and it's just like, "Oh Jesus Christ!" Yeah, no, but- of course she doesn't want him to get beaten. Every night, especially now that they have a kid, like mm-hmm. yeah, right, yeah, yeah absolutely. And yeah. like, even Mick before was like, "Dude, you are going to, you're going to lose the eye if you fight Apollo Creed again." Yeah, yeah, you're going to yeah. be blind. Yeah. <laughs> um, God. And then we start seeing uh, the training start, but mm-hmm. it's like it's all like weak sauce training. Like Mickey's trying to do all this stuff, and mm-hmm. Rocky's just not into it, and nobody can figure out what his deal is. Is the press conference before that or after that? Uh, but it is it is before. Yeah, okay. yeah. So the press the, well, conference starts, yeah. And that is exactly what you were talking about earlier, Scott, of like he comes off as a bully. Like yeah. Rock, Rocky is like quippy. He's the plucky underdog. He's got jokes. Yeah. He's got his his hometown friends. <laughs> like, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh, my God. I forgot his name. Polly. Polly's at the fight yeah. or at the press conference with him. He's got and, a, he's got a list of stuff that he's going to buy all of his friends when when he gets paid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And like you can sense Apollo's frustration when he's like, "Oh no, I'm losing the narrative." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where she's like, "No, we're supposed to yell at each other. That's that's how this is this is supposed to end with us almost getting in a fight, getting dragged out of the room while the whole press is like, question 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 question, you know? Like that's that's how this scene is supposed to play out, not like oh shucks I don't know Apollo like oh yeah you know? Rocky Rocky has just always just ruined his plans he's like yeah. no you're supposed to be the bum that loses that I knock out yeah shout you're out not to Kermit to the Frog likeable. yeah yep um, shout out to Kermit the Frog Mick having no idea who Kermit the Frog is yeah yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. that was cute um but Stallone did because he'd been on the he'd been uh, the host of the Muppet Show at this point. That's right. He hosted an episode of The Muppet Show. He got in that fight with a guest, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> However you... Whatever whatever the term is. I was thinking in terms of Saturday Night Live and you call them the host, but I guess that's not... I like that. That's not, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the celebrity host. Yeah. yeah. Um, And this is where we get the uh, Mickey Southpaw idea. Right. Mm-hmm. It's like this is the only way yeah. to end the fight. As you you got to get greasy, fast speed. Yeah, which the one thing that I will say is when we get into the final fight, I'm not seeing any of that speed. So I I will say the one downside of the fight, I think, is that I think later Rocky movies do a better job of showing off what he's learned in the actual fight. I think the only thing that you're seeing is that he's he's not Southpaw anymore. Like, that's mm-hmm. the only difference, but I'm not seeing a lot of speed. In fact, he never gets out of the way of, like, any yeah, any, any punches that Apollo every throws. Every single punch. Yeah. Oh, my God. So I, w- I wish I'd seen, like, a little bit more of, like, a like a little more weaving and dodging, I For think. Sure. Yeah, uh, but but like, like you said, like, he's not, 
in the zone. His mind's not yeah. in it. He's like calling it early. He's just yeah. not committed. And the missing piece of it all is Adrian's support. Right. Like he knows his house isn't in order. So like he he can't really train with the passion that he was he had in the first one when he had, you know, Adrian. He's on the side. he 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 wants to fight for her, but she's not letting him fight for her. Mm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like that needs to be the fuel for him. And I think and it's Polly who realizes it and then has to like go and be like, yo, <laughs> slaps, you, slaps the bird yeah, feet not, out of her hand. You not, you not supporting him is the re- he's going to get killed because of you, because you're not, you know, yeah. supporting this. Yeah. And it's such a painful line. Like you can see the hurt on Adrian where she's like, don't tell me that. The reason I'm doing this is because I don't want to see him get his like eye punched out of its socket, you know? Right. Yeah. And, um, and he's just like, he's between a rock and a hard place. And like, yeah, yeah. And, and if you're not going to, you know, you got to you, you have to support this. You have to like cheer him on and hope that he wins, even if you don't want him fighting at all, because he's going to fight. And if he doesn't have your support, he's going to lose. Um, and then and then she has the baby. Yeah, and Adrian's also in a rock and a hard place because, like, what is like what what am I supposed to like just lie to myself? You know? Yeah, but but I think I think it is interesting in terms of like what I bet a lot of a lot of like wives of these kinds of athletes how they feel about it. Where it's like the thing that they would love to have happen is like they stop doing it, but if they stop doing it, like they're not going to have like the life that they want and all these things. But also there's that aspect of like, he's not going to stop doing it. This is what I married, you know? Yeah. Um, You see that in Apollo Creed's wife during the fight where she's not saying anything, but the look on her face is both. Oh my God. I hope he wins. And also, Oh my God, is he going to be okay? Right. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's Adrian like learning how to be the wife of a boxer, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think with everyone's po- kind of stuck between a rock and a hard place in this movie. <laughs> it's true. Like it's from he, the it's like directly caused by the outcome of the last movie. Yeah. Yeah. Between I, a rocky and a hard place. That's what they should have called this. Uh, I really this like movie. the character of Apollo's wife. I think they really, you know, she doesn't have a lot of moments. Maybe has like two or three lines, but like you get a sense of her helplessness and how that yes. kind of mirrors Adrian's helplessness. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's just much more seasoned. And right, done it longer, but right. the feeling never goes away. Right, and there's such a tragedy with Duke and Apollo's wife because, like, you know how Apollo's story ends, and there's mm-hmm. it is kind of like a Greek tragedy of you're seeing this great man just careening towards his own doom. Mm-hmm. Um, Absolutely. So, Rock or Adrian's stress causes her to go into premature labor. Uh, she starts hemorrhaging. Uh, Rocky heads to the hospital where uh, the his son is born, but Adrian slips into a coma, mm-hmm. and Rocky uh, just enters this period of like you know being by her bedside night and day. Right, right. Um, and won't meet his son without her. So, what did you both think of that part? I was like, "Where's the kid?" Yeah, I <laughs> I appreciate. His, like, I get what he was saying, where it would be, he's like saying it would be disrespectful to like meet our son without her, mm-hmm. you know, 
Um, the movie also, very like, when oh, a baby's born, they usually place it on the mom's chest so they can have that initial bonding. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know how that works if she's in a coma. Was yeah. she? Did she? Was she conscious for the birth? Did the coma happen post birth? I they didn't yeah I I mean they didn't really say but I assume okay. Okay. that it happened post birth yeah because it well if it didn't they would have to do a C section yeah uh, okay yeah um, learning a lot <laughs> <laughs> uh and then uh, Rocky reads a poem that he wrote to Adrian very sweet moment yeah. yeah he got so good at reading that he learned how to do poetry he started writing he started yeah. writing <laughs> so cute. It, 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 and you know, yeah, it's something you don't see. Like, yeah, like a, a a big a boxer Stallone, like kind of the epitome of Hollywood macho like masculinity. Like, yeah, this one where he just like wrote a love poem to his his wife about how much he loves mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Like Tony Stark just like throws right. up on the bed and like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Like, you like you'll never see that again in Hollywood. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we never saw it ever again. Yeah. He uh, goes to the chapel after he's kicked out of the room because waiting hours are over. And uh, Mick has this beautiful scene where he's like chastising Rocky for not going the distance, for giving up early, for not having his heart in the fight. And then just like, but I'll wait with you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, What do you think of the chapel scene? Mickey's there by his side the whole time until she wakes up. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, I don't don't know how you're supposed to like continue to fight when right. your wife's in a coma right mm-hmm. and maybe mick gets that and he's like okay what you need right now is like me being there and like that really hit me now that i'm like 30 i think the older you get the older i get the more i, I think the most valuable commodity is like time and mm. just the act of him sitting by rocky not even saying anything but just like not leaving I think says so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And it also, again, like the harsh realities of the time is like, I, I forget where I heard this, but there's, there's this famous like exchange where someone asked women, what's the scariest thing about childbirth? And people would be like, or, or like your biggest fear. And they're like, Oh, you know, having to do like an emergency C-section or, getting an epidural and blah, blah, blah. And they're like, uh, no, your biggest fear is dying. Because <laughs> it, mm-hmm. like, people die in childbirth and they used to die a lot. Mm-hmm. And complications are, like, a real thing. And it's like, yeah, like, healthcare has improved over time, but it's still, like, it can happen to anyone. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really scary. Yeah. And when, you know, when Adrian wakes up... <clears throat> after an indeterminate amount of time and they finally see the baby that's been born X amount of days or weeks ago. Um, like they're both like, Oh my God, we, you know, and, and Rocky has this moment where he's like, man, like you did this, you, this is your, this is the greatest thing. Like I didn't all, I didn't do anything. Yeah. And it, I guess yeah. it speak, goes back to his humility as a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, the Rocky two is born. <laughs> yep. Let's name him Rocky two. <laughs> oh, that's why that's why it's called rocky too yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> and he's got a full head of hair oh my god he looked he looked like goku he had the like, anime hair yeah, yeah he did yeah. yeah that was good because he's two months old that felt very italian <laughs> uh, we get our mm. first montage where he goes the distance again he 
punches. He moves that. Put he he does those log walks with that big log over his shoulder. Yep. Uh, briefly checks in with his newborn son, and then is right back out there montaging all over <laughs> Philadelphia. Yep. <laughs> this time with with all of the kids of Philadelphia following. That was incredible. I totally forgot that that happened. But I was just like, I was like, why don't, why isn't this like an annual like Rocky run that they do yeah. in, in Philly? Like everyone runs through the town and goes up Philadelphia's annual running Rocky. with the children. Yeah. <laughs> you know how like you always have like a mall Santa? If like yeah. every year you're like, I'm the Rocky this year. The kids are going to chase yeah. me all the way up the stairs. What are they doing? I mean, come on. That would be amazing. Uh, (laughs) During the part where he inspires the children of Philadelphia to run with him, um, I pictured Duke seeing that on TV. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, champ, you want to come in here and look at this? (laughs) He's, uh, I think he's, he's inspired the entire city. Oh my God. He's so inspiring. I'm busy, Duke. (laughs) Oh my god. I can't believe those kids kept up with him. Oh my god. They they matched him the whole time. Yeah. yeah. Shout out to that one kid who like was almost, you know, like when you see him break out from the rest of the kids. Yeah. Trying to sprint along with him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he tried. Tried his best. Yeah, I love that we get that crazy Tom Cruise running at the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, yeah. That's what I want to see. That's why I'm here. <laughs> I was trying to think of like, you know, go back to like, you know, oh, like th- this could never happen again or like we could never get a character like Rocky Balboa. I was trying to think of like, you know, if there was a part in a Captain America movie where this happened, like would it oh <laughs> like would that ring, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, people would hate it. Yeah. Uh, right. I mean, they would just they would just tear it apart. And like, I mean, they would just rage about it forever it would be like it would become a meme like the dancing in spider-man 3 sure yeah um yeah. but i did think of one character and it he doesn't exist yet technically but i think if there was a scene where a bunch of children saw ben Grimm, the thing running <laughs> yes i think that would work i mean that would be incredible that would be like the best case scenario for sure <laughs> The Rocky Balboa. Oh, I just, I just keep imagining like a Rocky Captain America. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah! Oh my God! I know. I know. <laughs> America's sweetheart. I yeah, do this all day. Yeah, he could have done it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then it's the day of the fight, y'all. Rocky yeah. uh, goes to visit Thanksgiving the priest. Day. Thanksgiving Day. Yeah. Yep. Once again, a Thanksgiving yep. movie. Thanksgiving Day, uh, nineteen seventy-seven. I believe. No. Yeah. No, no, 76. Still 76. Because it was New Year's Day 76, and now yeah. it's Thanksgiving 76. There's wow. there's, there's a part where um, they're literally walking out, and Rocky and Mick are like standing side by side, and Rocky's like, yeah, the robe's a lot better than the one last year, right? Remember the robes from last year? Yeah. Yeah, but this time... So, like, yeah, so I presumably... When we watch Rocky 3, there's going to be, like, a pretty significant time jump, because there was no time jump. Mm. between Rocky and Rocky 2. Like Can I we, uh, got to explain how he's 3% body fat in Rocky 3. Oh. <laughs> Can we talk about the best scene in the whole movie when, you know, Rocky is extraordinarily late to the um to the fight, but he has to go. He sees already so late, but he has to go to the church and he's like, "Hey." <laughs> and it's like hey, Padre, he wake up. Yells at him from the street. 
and you see the light turn on and then you like he's like, What are you doing here? you know? He's like, A Rocky <laughs> And he's like, Say a prayer for me. That was oh that was Chef's kiss, that scene right there. And it's like It's like why that's like why I'm here is yeah. to watch that. Little it's scenes like, like that. Little it's scenes what makes, like that. It's what makes Rocky Rocky. Like mm-hmm. yeah. Or him like noticing like, well the the robe's better than last year. That's good, you know? Yeah. 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 He just he finds. Isn't it funny things. that he, his uh, his robes last year were the colors that Apollo Creed was using this year. Whoa, I missed that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like white with the <clears throat> red stripe, right? Yeah, or white and red. Who Rocky? Well, his Rocky's outfit last year was that, and then that was Apollo's outfit this time. Oh yeah, true. This, this yeah. time he was gold, Rocky. Yeah, he's got the he's got the bumblebee colors this time. Yeah. Uh, I think it would have been a cool move if uh, Apollo kind of recreated his Fourth of July or you know centennial entrance, but it was Thanksgiving themed. Oh <laughs> it was like a pilgrim! My God, like a like float! On, yeah, like pilgrim. on a cornucopia. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> or he just comes out in like a big turkey mascot, like just <laughs> and there he is, champion of the world, Apollo Creed, <laughs> turkey <Yeah>. man. <laughs> oh yeah the 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 um sports announcers or who yeah. are the people commenting the yeah the commentators yeah yeah, yeah. they're just absolutely ripping rock just dunking on him <laughs> as he's coming out yeah they're like i think his last year's robe was from the meat factory or whatever from his job yeah what a loser <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah okay this was like i don't yeah, yeah between that and like the italian remark it's like uh, this was like uh, um, th- this was a market of like two thousand people yeah. <laughs> yeah. They weren't worrying about this like going viral or someone being look what these guys said. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah cuz like, like you were literally like you're like, yeah, Rocky uh as a as a new uh, robe, uh, looking pretty sharp last year. Um he was sponsored by a butcher like a children's softball team. Like just like, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's like it's like proto dodgeball. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. And um, I I think this is an incredible fight. Oh, it's a great fight! It's a great fight. I just wish I wish Rocky would dodge some punches. <laughs> oh, he just yeah. kept taking every single hit, oh my every God. single one. That was so hard to watch. I mean, <laughs> yes, it's very good cinema. Like you're like, oh yeah. wow, but oh, that was hard to watch. He's not blocking anything. Just oh, nothing. Just getting hit over and over. And the first punch he takes to the face, you're like. I think his nose is broken again. Yeah. And they're, they're like, yeah, your nose is already broken. Yeah. That, that's a joke I really appreciated this time is Rocky made a point in Rocky 1 of being like, you know, I've never broken my nose, not in a single fight. I'm actually pretty proud of that. And Apollo breaks it twice. <laughs> I, for- I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't. I, and it's it's like Sylvester Stallone and Carl Weathers. They're doing their own stunts, right? Yeah, yeah. It's so insane. Like, it looks like they're really getting hit. It's yeah. like, because when, when they dodge, it's also very close. Yeah. But right, you can yeah. tell that they didn't get hit. Yeah. I don't know. That, and, uh, yeah. The, the fight choreography is insane. And we don't see as much of Apollo training, but it must be said, Carl Weathers also looks like absolutely shredded. Oh, oh, oh my he, god he is he, uh, he is really shredded i will say in both movies like sylvester stallone looks great but i don't know that i would call him shredded in he's either not, of these movies he's not yeah. as he's not where he's going to be where he's going to get right 
Yeah, that's why. Course. That's why when you start watching Rocky three and he he's like goes into that first fight, you're like, Jesus Christ, what happened to you? Yeah, <laughs> I I was getting big like Muhammad Ali vibes in yeah. this movie for Apollo Creed. Like yeah. he was, yeah, for sure. And like, oh, when he was yeah, dodging, so just good. how like fluid he was, like. They really, the movie really lets him own those first few rounds, and you're like, okay, yeah. like this this dude really is like the champ of the world. Yeah, there's that moment where he does the rope a dope, mm-hmm. where he like Popeye like swings, you know? <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. What was that? He, he's like he's he's flexing. He's like working the crowd too. Oh, he's like, yeah. okay. <laughs> yeah, that's great. It's, it's ridiculous. I it, just. No, go ahead, Nick. Oh, no, yeah. It's kind of like it's an elevation. It it really feels like they took even the innovative first fight, you know, where a lot of new techniques were introduced and really like upping the ante and doing like slow-mo and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because I love that this fight is won by them both hitting each other so hard that they both fall to the ground. And it's like, who can get up? before he calls it and you're just like it's so intense and they're just like slowly like trying to grasp at the ropes and they can't and it's like all in slow motion and you're just like oh my god get up i was like telling scott i was like i know rocky wins but i don't i don't remember like i don't see how he's gonna win but i know (laughs) that he wins but i just don't see it happening and like i kind of think it's like it's more hollywood than the first movie like it's like almost like Talladega Nights, you know, but it it feels really good because it's like epic. Yeah. And like the yeah. way that Rocky movies get. And like I like I like that they both fall down at the same time and are crawling up because yeah. it shows me that like, OK, Apollo and Rocky, they both left everything in the ring. Yes. And like there is no denying that Rocky legitimately won this yeah. fight. Yeah. And there's yeah. no denying that Apollo Creed like like brought it and it like that yeah. was not fake that was not for show he is still right like a fierce competitor because like look they're both spent and right. it's why like i'm not as familiar like i'm not like a hundo where apollo creed's career is at in rocky three but like i could imagine him like being like yeah no like i, I can hold my hold hold my head high after that fight yeah yeah i mean i don't watch the only boxing i've ever seen is these movies but hmm. you can tell when he's punching Rocky in the face to like wear him out. And when he does a knockout shot, they're like two distinct Mm -hmm. things. And you're just like, wow, that's so cool. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just the, the choreography is so impressive. I also think it's more realistic in this one, because one of the things that if you ever watch a real boxing match, and I've watched several because my grandpa would get like pay-per-views and stuff. He loved boxing. And one of the things that you notice is like, yeah, it is a lot of like, those jabs in the early rounds and then they start throwing haymakers like later or near the end of a round they'll try to hit a haymaker and just like end the fight because like mm-hmm. their goal is like to end the fight as quickly as possible so, yeah so they don't you know suffer any major injuries that way they can move on to another fight is like, that what a haymaker is is like the knockout yeah, well it's just like, like it's like it's like bringing it from the back and swinging all the way around it's Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, um, maybe that's what I was seeing then. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. the shot right there. But what I yeah. love about this is as it goes along and they become more tired, just like a real boxing match, they start throwing these like horrible punches yeah. of just like they can barely stand up. And there's it just doesn't feel like there's any strength left in any mm-hmm. of their punches, you know? Yeah. Um, and at, at and that, point, that's like that's that's what makes this feel very realistic, this, this final fight. Mm-hmm. And at one point, Duke... <laughs> 
tells Apollo, like, hey, man, you're going to win. You just have to hang back. Yeah. If you just, like, stay away from him and don't get hit and just kind of rope a dope and, like, run the clock, you got this. And Apollo's like, no. That's what got me here in the first place. Yeah, I gotta knock him out. That's the only way. That's the only way I'm gonna earn everyone's respect back. Yeah. And it's like, that happens, but it's also what makes him lose because Duke was right. He, like, gets... he, He can't get himself together after taking that much damage. Yeah, right. right. Rocky will persist. Like that's yeah. that's what mm-hmm. causes Rocky to win is not his punches, it's his stamina. Yeah. yeah. Mickey's uh yeah. Mickey's like training his strategy as a trainer is like body shots. Just Yeah. Doesn't matter how many times you get hit in the head, kid, like just, just keep punch him in the ribs. Just keep punching those ribs. Yeah. Just keep hitting them ribbies. Yeah, uh, and that's, up Italian yeah, that's what you learn from the first movie is that strategy. And they don't even talk about it in this movie. But, you know, you're like, that's what he wants him to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. He like he didn't punch Apollo in the face very often. Like most of Rocky's shots in this movie are like rib shots. Almost yeah. all of them. Like he wants to break his ribs. <laughs> Great. Which yeah. is like I mean, it's, <laughs> that's the insane thing about boxing. Right. Like is. Yeah. Yeah, they really they really put a pin on it when they when he was doing the commercial and they put that really gross prosthetic on his face. And it's like we can't just see him in a commercial. We can't just see him standing normally in the ring. We have to see the gore because that's what we want. Yeah, Yeah, that's what he was. Boxing is about the blood. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And like that's what it's like. It's almost implying in the world of the movie. That's what people remember about that fight was like, oh, remember how like gored up that Rocky dude was at the end of that fight? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, well, there's even a moment where one of the commentators, like as soon as one of them draws blood, they're just like, oh, there's the blood. Like they're like excited yeah, about really it. Like gross. now that now now it's going. Now the fight's going. There's the blood, you know? Yeah. You know, there's a to bring up Planet of the Apes twice. In this episode, therefore making it a good right. episode. Um, yeah, there's that part where they they the apes travel to the 70s and they take Cornelius to a boxing match, and he's like, "This is disgusting." Yeah. yeah. Uh, what a good franchise. <laughs> I should cross over. Uh yeah. No, it's it's very interesting because. Box like Scott was telling me that boxing is always really good because it's cinematic. Mm-hmm. It's so it's like good to show in movies. That's why there's so many boxing movies, mm-hmm. and Bo- that's that's the reason it's a sport, I guess. Yeah, well, bo- get- I think I think boxing and baseball are the two most cinematic sports. Yeah, but the difference is that like, I, I guess with, with both of those, they're like better suited for cinema than actually watching them happen on tv yeah because like they both seem boring from a distance but they like both, when you're uh, in close in with the characters experiencing every hit and like experiencing every pitch it's much more exciting in like a cinema standpoint they like they just translate better to cinema both of those sports well and yeah. unlike yeah. Uh, basketball or soccer or football boxing and baseball you can have close-ups right Right. Mm-hmm. There, there's an element of like one person and one person squaring off. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And it's why um, in. I, I Yeah. It's why like I find I find that's why you don't there aren't a lot of basketball movies. Right. There's like Hoosiers. Mm-hmm. 
and basketball the tires. Uh, basketball tires. Is that a, is that a basketball <laughs> yeah, movie? Yeah, that's a basketball though? movie. Sure. Yeah, Coach Carter. Basketball. Yeah, sure. Um, that movie that Ben Affleck did about being a recovering alcoholic. That, yeah, the way oh. that. Yeah. <laughs> But but yeah, there's not a lot of basketball movies because it's also like getting a basket isn't exciting because there's so many happening in a game. Right. You know? Or like uh, with football, football's really complicated. There's yeah. a lot of rules. Yeah. So football football uh you know, it, it's it's fun to have like a scene at a football game, but like having like the third act be a football game is not like as exciting. Um, it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't feel as cinematic because it's harder to follow. You know, there, there's exceptions like Jerry Maguire and like, but like even with Jerry Maguire, right. You're focused on Cuba Gooding Jr. and just him Mm -hmm. and what he's accomplishing in this game, not his team. Listeners. Um, I'm going to say on the podcast that the best football movie of all time is remember the Titans. Let me know what I'm forgetting. Yeah. There's Friday night lights. That's a great one. Yeah. The longest yard. The longest yeah, yard. The long, bo- both longest yards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but the Keanu Reeves uh, one. Uh, what's that? The replacements. The replacements. Yeah. Oh. But but with um, with uh, and then you have like hockey. Hockey. Right. Mm-hmm. Which hockey has a lot of great movies. But but the thing that they focus on, my ducks aside, the thing that they focus on are the fights. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what they focus on. Yeah. It's like these are the more this is the most cinematic stuff. It's like two guys up against a wall just wailing on each oh, other. Oh yeah, the movie Goon. Yeah. Goon mm-hmm. is all Goon is literally Rocky on Ice. That is what Goon is. Yeah. That movie. <laughs> that's so. that's how they should have marketed it. That's uh, that's what Quidditch was missing. An element of like there's a part where two kids with yeah. bats are gonna just like wail on each other and if one dies, yeah. it's automatic. That's, yeah. I mean, that's what the entire Harry Potter concept is missing in general, because they're just zapping lights at each other. Mm-hmm. Like, even the Avada Kedavra spell is like, Instant they're death. still just like a flash of green light and they just fall and there's no gore or anything. What, one day, one day, um, uh, what's her face? I'm not even going to say her name. Um, is going to have no choice but to just sell all of Harry Potter, the rights to Harry she Potter. She who shall not be um, to, to Warner Brothers. And after that day, we're going to get the coolest <laughs> Harry Potter shit because it'll be like when Gene Roddenberry left Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And like suddenly there'll be like underground Quidditch matches and shit. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, yeah. I've been, I've been thinking a lot about a, a, how, how, how dope a Quidditch movie would be. And just, oh, yeah. man. Just yeah. Think of like a sports <laughs> movie. Um, yeah. <laughs> Yo, Adrian, I did it. Mm-hmm. Great oh. ending. Great ending. I literally, I don't know why, but it's like at the end of the movie where he starts calling for Adrian, you start crying. But then at the end of this movie, he's thanking everybody and you're just like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then yeah. to my wife, yeah. yo, Adrian, I did it. And then like tears immediately shoot out of your eyes. Yeah. Just like, Cause, oh. because... Like all he wanted was her support and she wakes up out of that coma and she's like, I just want you to do one thing. I want you to win. Yeah. And that's all he needed. And then it was just like, boom, like I'm, I'm in this. And so like when he says like, I did it, it's like, you told me, you asked me to win. So I did it. I won. 
I did it. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you gave me an errand to run and I ran it. I did it. <laughs> I did the errand. I got the milk. These you know? movies are so much uh, like a, an amazing character movie as they are like a sick action movie. That's the thing that people like, you know, misinterpret about these movies. And I mean, like, granted, like when you get to I, I, I am excited to watch the director's cut of of Rocky Four to see how it's different. If it's got more of that slice of life stuff in it. Um because, yeah, I mean, that's, like, the worst one, and it's because, like, it's all action and nothing else. It's just, like, you know, the theatrical version of that movie is just, like, it's it's a goof fest. It really is. <laughs> like, I mean, it's just Well, it's so an entertaining – go- I think Rocky Five is the worst one because I think at least Rocky Four isn't boring. Mm. I see. I don't find Rocky Five boring at all. But Interesting. Yeah. I don't – yeah. I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but uh, – but I, yeah. I agree with both of you because, like, I was thinking, like, you know, off can off mic listeners, Scott, I've been like, oh man, like, when we finally do Rocky, it'll be bittersweet because, like, we're never gonna have another uh, reason to use the drama version of the theme again. Yeah, because there's no other drama franchise, and right. I think Bethany's right. Like, following these characters chapter by chapter, and like seeing what new challenges come into their lives is like really compelling to watch and i wish there were more franchises like it yeah yeah and like i know and there's movies like the fighter that i have not seen but from what i understand it's very depressing Mm -hmm. and southpaw Mm -hmm. okay Uh, and it's just like yeah there the drama of it all is just to make you like sad and depressed and bleak right but Mm -hmm. rocky's drama is so earnest and inspiring that you're crying out of joy. <laughs> yeah. Well, but like it, it, one of the one of the things though is just that like the reason that we don't get movies like this and there's not franchises like this anymore is because they realized like Hollywood didn't realize just decided that they're better suited for television. Sure. Yeah. And yeah. So oh. now Rocky would be a TV series. Oh. You know? Like why um, why follow a character every 2 or 3 years when you could visit them like once a year for like 12 hours or whatever like right with like a right. season of cobra kai or something which which now that amazon owns rocky i wouldn't be surprised if they reboot rocky as a tv series at some point in the future but that makes it makes me mad because like rocky is like an instant classic that we watch all the time almost as if it's like a tv show yeah. and like you're never gonna watch be like oh yeah let's throw on million dollar baby let's throw on the fighter like right and that's what happens and it's like can you say how many of the franchises nowadays or even the movies that come out are like a classic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like, like through gonna... pop culture right yeah like people watch... are like yeah like every year yeah. we're gonna sit down and watch yeah. at least a couple of these right you know? yeah right yeah. yeah and i think you just i don't know there's something about like the 70s especially where all these classics came out mm-hmm. there's yeah. just something about it where it's like yeah, there's something about it being a movie mm-hmm. that you can just watch and and hang out with your family and and enjoy yeah versus like a tv show you can't get that with a tv show yeah Yeah. i think that's another that's another thing is the family aspect is like i don't know if i would like gather around kids are gonna watch like million dollar baby right right Right. yeah yeah but yeah like for me the the exposure i got with rocky was at big family gatherings like in holidays all the men in the family would sit down and watch rocky Mm -hmm. and cry Mm -hmm. And cry. Yeah. Once <laughs> like, a year you know, we cry. 
Yeah. yeah. Well, and, 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 and even like a movie like Southpaw, which is like attempting to do Rocky again, you know, but take it from a different perspective of like. Because that's uh, like, like he, was the, he was like the top take. He was already yeah. it's it basically if you just followed mm-hmm. Apollo Creed. Right. OK. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, it, it's very much, uh, you know, but it was very David Ayer. Uh, that movie and did he direct it? I haven't seen it. You've never seen Southpaw? No, oh, that's surprising. I know um, I'm a big Jillian Holiak um, for sure. But yeah, I think I think it's it, it's either him or Anton Fuqua. Um, it I can't is. Remember. You're right. It is Anton Fuqua. Mm. Is it is it Antoine Fuqua? Okay. Um, but yeah, it it has like that sort of yeah it it feels a little bit like rocky but eight mile (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's funny you say that scott uh this is a a free tidbit southpaw was originally produced to be a m&m vehicle what oh that makes a lot of sense no wait they're like like m&m's a movie star now yeah Yeah. they were like eight mile was a hit i think it's like they were developing it for that long it was like after eight mile they're like let's get him in another movie oh he wants to be in a boxing movie and then he like trained and whatever, and then like it just fell apart. Wow. Yeah. What 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 happened to making Eminem a movie star? Why did that not right? happen? I don't think he even. I think Eminem was his last Eminem. I think Eight Mile was his last movie. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. He was really, he was really good. That's really interesting. Weird. Um, I'm sure it was personal reasons. Sure. Uh, <laughs> but what yeah. a, what a timeline would that be? It's like Eminem then became a movie star. Right. Yeah. We're kids today. Gen M&M. Z is like Eminem, the actor. Yeah, right. Marshall Mathers, the actor. <laughs> yeah, he used to rap. He's fighting the Rock in Black Adam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Hawk man. I'm Eminem. I've never tried to do an Eminem voice. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh. Oh man. So Bethany, thank you so much for talking Rocky Two with us. Any more? Like any lingering thoughts on Rocky Two? <sighs> Yeah, no, just again, I have to reiterate the priest. Yeah. Just so good. I just I live for these little moments like that in Rocky. And I I don't know why it's I mean it's I, I don't want to compare it to Forrest Gump, but it felt very Forrest Gump energy when the kids are running with him downtown. Yeah, sure. Because yeah. it's like surreal. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's just like also you just feel comforted by such a character, you know. Yeah, and uh, I'm just so I'm just so thankful that this exists. And I didn't know Sylvester Stallone growing up as anything other than like the action star, like Rambo type deal, you know. Mm-hmm. And then seeing Rocky and seeing what it what he's actually like in it, ah. Uh, so good i've yeah. i've got a, a a lingering question to think about and i would like to hear people's opinions and 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 your opinion nick is there any other romance in a sylvester stallone movie between sylvester stallone and, an, and a woman it, are any of them believable other than adrian i can't even really think of any other like relationship in a stallone movie like yeah i think i don't think he like yeah diane lane is in judge dread i don't know if they like make out at the end or whatever um mm. yeah i i you know you got sandra Ram- bullock and demolition man yeah do they kiss mm. at the end of that i or, think so yeah 
He's kind of like because it was a whole it was a whole thing of not touching, and he wasn't into that. Oh, that's right. <laughs> yeah. 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 He's kind of has. Wow. He's kind of like The Rock, where there aren't a lot yeah. of like, yeah, like Adrian Talia Shire. They just have this like lightning in a bottle chemistry where you totally buy them together. Yeah. But anytime else, it is just like, oh, this is the part where he has to kiss kiss the girl at the end. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and especially like along with The Rock, uh-huh. I don't see like Sylvester Stallone now having like any love interest would be believable because he's just such a like an action star yeah yeah scott you said something last week that that bethany reminded me of of like it's a shame that like he you you don't see him getting like craig t nelson parts or like robert de niro like cuddly grandpa parts yeah because yeah. Like, yeah what's up he, with that yeah because like i know that like the poetry writing like mm. best friends with his dog dude is still in there but yeah like he's only doing like the old guy coming back to kill one last gang member you know yeah, yeah. i know makes yeah. me sad yeah yeah so I'd like have you see seen have you, have you watched samaritan yet i have not i don't think i'm going to okay <laughs> yeah fair um fair enough oh i got my directors wrong I don't know why I'm saying this on franchiseography, but on Dueling Genre tonight, I said that the director of Samaritan directed a movie called Arch Enemy. Um, mm. He did not. He directed a movie that both of us saw, Scott, uh, Overlord. Oh. If that picture. Well, that makes me a lot more interested in Samaritan, actually. Yeah. Hmm. It's on I Amazon might actually Prime. watch it. I don't know. And it stars Ashtray um, from Euphoria, which is what I want to name. If I ever get a little wow. dog. Yeah, I want to name him Ashtray. Oh. <laughs> that's good all right well <laughs> well that's our closing thought yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll hold you to that nick for yes. real if i ever get it yeah if i ever let an animal into my life again a- ashtray jimenez ashtray jimenez <laughs> that sounds like a boxer oh, hell yeah full circle <laughs> <laughs> But Buckus Junior, the chicken. I just see, um, yeah. I imagine the, like they're at the vet office. They're like, okay, um, Ash Ashtray Jimenez is next. Go. I don't walk so you. Good. You go by yourself. <laughs> Check That's good. Out. I want to hold you to that. Great. <laughs> um, well, yeah. Thanks for having me, guys. And uh, yeah, this is very fun, very special movie to me and Scott. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, next week we're gonna get shredded at three percent body fat. <laughs> yep, for Rocky Three. We're running down the beach. We're jumping into each other's arms. Yep, it's cute. It's great. Yeah, Rocky Three is a beautiful movie. Yeah, <laughs> um, I'm excited to watch then, it. And then Mr. T and Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot in the next one. There's a lot of stuff. It's it's crazy that it's 20 minutes shorter because of how much more stuff is in Rocky Three. <laughs> so, uh, next week on Franchiseography. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway, DuelingGenre.com/support. Um, check out the Patreon, and uh, we'll got we'll, we'll talk to you next week, everybody. Bye. 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 Bye.